Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Show. My name is James Chen, and I am joined today... I guess, I guess I can't, can't say, say as, as usual. I am joined today just by Mr. Tubeware over here. Echo, James. James, Echo, no. Let's you probably have the stream here. volume on. Actually, that will fix the echo right there. No, it's just the way that I have it set up, so I can do RTX That's voice and stuff now. So it's all the way it goes. So yeah, yep, fixed it. There you go. This well is done. remember. This is a request to by Casmer. Remember, he's the one who wants me That's to true. make sure that I use the RTX voice and all that stuff. Look, man, so. I asked you to do it a long time ago too. All right, <laughs> that, but we we talking to you can also hear the. Yeah, no, no, uh, for sure, for sure. But dude, it's it's a pain to set up, dude. Like all the stupid audio stuff that I yeah, always. Yeah, why have you make Casmer do. do it? What's that? That's how we pay, that's how we pay Casmer the big bucks. So you can help me with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. So uh, there, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. Uh, Echo gone now. Uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. It's an interesting weekend of fighting games. Lots of interesting kind of news announced over here. Lots of new stuff happening. Of course, Evo just finished this weekend. You can see here on the... This side? Yes. Okay, this side. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. Yeah, Akira and Oro were released. Evo just finished. We're going to have our guest FGC Macho on the stream to talk about, you know, his experience in fighting games and such and, you know, getting top eight at Evo this weekend. Then we're going to do our Ultra Chain TV stuff and talk about a bunch of the new announcements that came out this weekend. Obviously, if you guys are wondering, uh, David is out of town right now, so he cannot join us today, but that's fine. We got it covered without him. So there you go. Yeah, it's we don't gonna... need you, David, stupid face. <laughs> can't stop me from calling you a stupid face if you're not here <laughs> oh my god so anyways i'm not gonna be like that okay but let's talk about akira and oro without stupid face david okay let's uh <laughs> let's uh let's talk about let's go to this first topic here akira and oro have been released uh they have been they released have. uh on sunday night and uh, came out, and a lot of people, as usual, have been experimenting with them and such. And uh, have you had a chance to to mess with the characters at all? You know, I've had a, a long, stressful day, which isn't really an excuse to not have played Oro or Akira <laughs> because they've been out for a few days. But the plan was originally I was, I was going to uh, play them. And then I realized, as I was like doing the run of the show, that I would have to hook up my PS4 and re-download and install the game. And I was like, well, <laughs> guess I won't be playing them today. Uh, that's so fair. that's about as far as I got with that. Okay. Um, I've had a chance to mess with them a little bit uh, in the in the last couple of days. I haven't got a chance to mess with them a lot. Uh, but so far, uh, they are pretty interesting to me, very intriguing characters. And, you know, what's interesting and, you know, there is a 5-5 a, a matchup question kind of related to this. But, you know, uh, interestingly enough, you know, as with Rose, as with Dan, I feel like they're being really, really kind of, 
careful with these characters. <laughs> like they're trying not to do another Seth, maybe, you know? Uh okay. you know, both of the characters seem to have a lot of limitations. Like Akira seems like she was gonna be this crazy footsie neutral heavy character, but like outside of her stand heavy kick and crouching medium kick, like I feel like her normals aren't like they're not like Cammy or Karen, let's just put it that way. So I don't okay. think she's going to be going nuts in those situations. Also, she's just fascinating. Like, I thought she was going to be very straightforward, not going to have a lot of craziness to her. But as it turns out, I feel like she's like surprisingly has a lot of room for creativity, especially okay. with V-Skill 2, the air combos. So that's basically where I spent most of my time because <laughs> I just wanted to do air combos all day. But it's wild. Well, let me tell you about a series of uh, games, James. They're called Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> You'll love those. You should try them out sometime. Yeah, actually, you know what the craziest thing about it is? You know, I went to go look up a bunch of information about Marvel vs. Capcom, and there's this all this terminology for that series of games that were created by this FAQ writer like Launcher and Flying Screen and all this terminology that people still use today, you know, from yeah. someone who was an expert in those games back in the day, which is that guy a, was probably a nerd. Yo, know, he was a huge. He had to have been a huge nerd, dude. <laughs> had to God. have been. You actually look at his email address on those things. He's from UCLA.edu. You know, <laughs> definitely a nerd, dude. Nerd. Uh, but yeah, no, I love air combos, obviously, and that's the thing is, I thought Akira's air combos were going to be really, really like straightforward like the variety wasn't gonna be there but dude, yeah yeah that's like mmhs type situation right but you could do everything you could do everything with her you could do everything combo. it doesn't even matter and it's just got this weird system that whenever you chain you bounce up a little bit to maintain the air combo you can link things it's like the freaking guilty gear strive wall break mechanic like, it literally oh, just has a system by uh, at which, after you hit them a certain number of times, there's, like, this little purple flash where they just become invincible and you can't hit them anymore. So, huh. you can... Right. There's two There's two versions of it, right? There's the high one and then there's the target combo one. Uh, people are saying, my volume is low compared to tuba. You sound fine on my end. All right, let me drop... Uh, let me drop this one a little bit. Again, this is Casmer's phone. He's the one who's been telling me to drop my volume here. So, uh, <laughs> but um, can confirm. Also, I'm probably a little further away from the microphone than I should be. Uh, but the the thing about it is, like, when you're in the air combo, like I'll do uh, light, medium, heavy, like jab, strong, fierce, and it's like one right. jab, strong, fierce, and then heavy kick, and I could do four hits, and then they flash purple, and they're invincible now. But if I do light punch. Medium punch, heavy punch with the delay between the two, with in between all the moves, they flash purple on the third hit instead of the fourth hit. Well, that's because you didn't do light punch, medium punch, light kick, heavy punch. That's how you do the infinite. So if that's <laughs> what you did. You would still be you still be comboing right now. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like it's it's the, the system is more complex. If you do the high one, the raw launch, you could even slide left and right in the air like a Marvel super jump, dude. Like it's crazy. And uh, 
Daigo has some crazy uses. Her V-Trigger 2 has some crazy uses. She's a lot more complex than I thought she was going to be. Because you remember during the preview when we saw it, our comment was like, yeah, she's going to be the straightforward character. She she's straightforward, gonna, yeah. She she's going to be easy to figure out. But I actually think she's kind of weird. She's very odd. And that actually makes me happy. Uh, I don't think she's going to be a crazy footsies character, but she's going to get a lot of Oki, which I think, uh, you know, if you do combos into her air combo, she's going to have plenty of ways to get Oki. Uh, like, she almost sure. always gets Oki. She has that fireball, which is super meaty, which will cover and both And I rise. saw the air version of that fireball just beating out Ken's uppercut consistently. Really? Consistently. <laughs> Who was doing it? Uh, it was uh, some content creator, top player type that recorded themselves like, I'm not going to do anything but this to this Ken player. And Ken was zoning out with fireballs and they jump with Akira and do the air fireball. And like, at best, Ken would trade not in his favor. And at worst, he would just get completely beat out by it. It was incredible. <laughs> I was like, man, that move looks pretty damn. Like, even though... This is clearly just a troll moment. Like, you're just doing it for clout. Right. <laughs> that move looks damn good. That move looks damn uh, good. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Miles, go away, man. He wants to play, so he's like nibbling at me. He's like, oh, he's doing that thing where he's staring at the computer and talking to nobody. Like, I this is an unacceptable play with me. <laughs> yeah, basically. He's bored. Oh, uh, man. But uh, no, Akira seems, uh, I, I was surprised. I was surprised that she's a lot more interesting uh, than, you know, I, th I was interested in playing her because I wanted to see, you know, what I could do right. with the air combo stuff. Like I said, I haven't had a chance to mess with them a lot, but from what I had messed with, she seems to be a lot more complicated and also doesn't seem as blatantly obvious how to play as I thought she was okay. going to be. I thought she was just going to be another Karen, another Cammy type character, but well, she... you you talked a little bit about Daigo, and that's the the V trigger I see everybody using. What yeah. about the other one? Did you mess with that one at all? I did. I I haven't messed with a lot of the uh like what you can do with it, but it's I'm not sure where the uses from it comes in. It seems like a combo extension tool. But, you yeah, know, the way like. Street Fighter V works, it, like, mix-up tools are just so powerful. Uh, it's weird. Like, I, I'm going to – I'll be talking about Oro in a little bit, but I feel like Oro and Akira might be one V-Trigger characters. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Well, so speaking of yeah, Oro. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, Oro I've seen more of through the Twitterverse yeah. than he Akira definitely has a lot more wackiness involved and a lot more lab work with him uh from what i've seen of him and from what i've messed with him one he's janky as fuck dude okay look they is he they program so i mean for me as a person who used to write faqs and system facts and all these things and tried to figure out how all the juggle Dude, Oro has some things coded into him that I didn't even know were possible. Like, they just did, like, his standing medium punch is the most bizarre normal move I've ever seen. Like, he, they gave him his third strike chicken, chicken feet combo. You know, the standing oh, yeah. medium punch, chicken feet, standing medium punch, chicken yeah. feet and stuff. But the thing about it is, standing medium punch, the first hit isn't cancelable normally. Like, if I walk up and do standing medium punch, it goes one, two, and then it cancels. 
But on that juggle, the first hit cancels. And I was like, what the heck? This doesn't make any sense. Like, I can't cancel. And then I started figuring out, it's like, only if it's the third hit of a juggle can it cancel. Like, it's just, right? Exactly. Like, that, it's just, it blows my mind. Like, sure. Nothing about that makes sense to me. Like, even as a programmer, I'm trying to think, okay, so you put in a hitbox that has the juggle ability of three, but only if it's three can you cancel it on this. Dude, it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing about Oro, I mean, I, I, I've seen initial opinions, some people saying that he doesn't look very good, he's not strong, or that he is, you know, pretty decent. I trust the 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 viewpoint of him not being particularly strong because it came from Automatic and who's really really good at picking up new characters. Yeah. Um but god, it just seems like he's a V Trigger 2 character. Like he the has rocks. yeah, he has to use Tengu Stone. Like the Tengu Stone stuff is dumb. Uh, I think Broski was the one who just posted up a clip of someone jumping at him and him using V trigger activation to get the charge for the flash kick. And then he did like 500 and some damage off of the anti air, like into super. And it was, it's, it's so much damage. So, uh, and then the mix ups, there was a clip of Sako just doing the most, like he did like five mix ups in one Tengu Stone sequence. And knocked him dizzy without spending any meter. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, Oro's got some interesting stuff. He's got some interesting juice. And uh, I've read that. Uh, so you get those random items when you pop V trigger. Mm-hmm. I've read that certain items do more damage. Really? Than others? Yeah. So like oh. the Blanca Chandal does ten more damage than <laughs> any of the other ones, or something like that. Uh, yeah, and the Bakachan gets electrocuted. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with the, the rocks, the stones that he, oh, the objects man. that okay. he gets. I think maybe Sean's basketball, too, does Dang. more damage, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But I've been reading all types of weird stuff like huh. that on Twitter. So, yeah, you're right. He does have a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, when I was messing with him, I put him on infinite uh, v trigger timer just so i can mess with it so i had the same items the whole time okay so now i need to go <laughs> try the different ones and see how it goes uh, i mean it's a basketball why would i not assume it's sean's basketball <laughs> if it's that color the only I basketball mean... i can think of in street fighter lore <laughs> anyways like who else would it be well, I mean, if they could, you know, if you think about Capcom versus SNK2, technically Lucky Glauber could be in the universe, you know, and he, he's no Fair Lucky enough. Glauber will never come back. dude. <laughs> My expectations will never be shattered of having the sports team added to KOF. Yeah, you're 15. never getting the sports team back. Dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Luke's basketball. <laughs> uh, man. Oh, Luke. Luke, good. I already forgot about Luke, and he just reminded me. Uh, Luke. But, anyways, so yeah, Oro looks really cool. <laughs> for Oro, I mean, honestly, it seems like he's going to be a character that's going to be one of those. Look, I'm not very strong. Hey, I got V Trigger too. You died. You know, kind of like uh, like how Manat was early on with her V Trigger, right? I feel yeah. like she's going to be. He's going to be kind of like that, maybe like Gil, but we'll see. Some people have said that 
if you use the booger V skill that you can do some nasty zoning and running away. And yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've, I've watched videos of really good zoning with oh, the yeah? bugs. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's effective. It works. If you can get full screen, it's hard. It's hard to get back to Oro. Yeah. Dude, some, some big, big for Lil actually says in the chat that Oro stand medium kick is ridiculous. Thing has no pushback. You can hit it like, like it doesn't combo. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hit like four times before the person. It's like Laura's old Sabedium kick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it's six frames and it's plus three on block, so it's a natural frame trap to, to three frame jabs. It's plus That's, three on block. It's plus three on block. It's a natural frame trap to three frame jabs because mediums automatically beat the jab Dude, if they it hit it the same frame. Doesn't push. Like I said, you can hit it like you can okay. get three of them. Yeah, you can get like three of them on block. Hmm. Easy interesting okay i mean again yeah it's, I, it's pretty damn good i feel like he has a lot of space to be explored and he's gonna be one that's really interesting to watch out for uh but uh yeah uh i'm i we'll see how he goes like i said i've seen stupid tengu stone stuff and he just seems like it's ridiculous but the turtle is awesome i love the turtle so much and uh <laughs> that actually makes me care about Oro. So <laughs> I, I, I've always liked Oro. I think Oro is a cool character. Uh, and from what I've seen, he looks really cool in Street Fighter Five. I don't feel like they took anything away from him. Like, did they take anything away? Really, it, it feels like he's very complete from Third Strike. Well, the the hardest part, honestly, is that uh, the overheads are all gone. <laughs> oh, okay. His standing well, heavy punch know. used to be an overhead. His universal overhead, which is towards medium kick, is no longer an overhead. Although, so Oro could be... Uh, he used to be able to use his universal overhead better than any other character as meaties to get plus frames on it and combo off of it. Dude, normally it's minus two. But you can hit it even without a meaty just by spacing it so that it's like plus five. Like you can get it so meaty, so you could definitely right. uh, combo off of it. Um, he does. He does have an overhead though, right? Doesn't he have like forward heavy punch or something like that? That's his, overhead. His only overhead is in V Skill One, where he does the little okay. Balrog KKB thing, where he does a little hop uh, into the yeah, yeah, into yeah, the yeah. punchy thing. That's the only overhead he gotcha. has. And I think maybe that's what I was thinking of then. Yeah, I think they were scared. Like, I, how much you want to bet a lot of those were overheads and then Tengu Stone was too powerful? <laughs> they were like, you um, know what? Nah. Dude. Probably. The craziest thing, too, is that Tengu Stone is weird. It, like, has a mind of its own. Like, it's, again, here's part of that jank thing again. They've programmed Tengu Stone to have the stones move in a direction based off of the button you press to be optimal for combos and optimal for like the timing of combos. Like if you do light or medium kick chicken wing raw, you can't combo after it. But if you do heavy kick one, the rocks automatically attack later so that you can recover and juggle off of it. If I hit standing oh. medium punch, the rocks always attack up so that if you launch someone, it juggles them up. So it's not like they track they just go in a specific direction. If you uppercut, <laughs> they, they do what the button intends. Yeah, if you uppercut, they go up. If you jab, they go down. You know, stuff like that. It's really weird. Cool. <laughs> so uh, there's definitely a lot of like intentional coding design into Oro, which is strange. 
but also uh, there were other patches. There was there was patches to the game as well. Yeah, there there out. was there was some some balance changes. I heard Rose got buffed. Rose got a lot of buffs. Everybody else was just like bug fixes, but Rose actually got buffed. And Justin has actually said, "Oh, they added Rose into the game," so he seems <laughs> pretty happy. Uh, the other buff was or nerf. I'm not sure a burf was uh Sakura's face and stance in her character Oh yes. Yes. Well, I I I think her new face looks much better. But I think her stance is weaker and her pose like into the game is weaker. However, I think her face looks much more human because previously I thought she just looked like girl Ken. <laughs> like it just like I just it was like young female Ken is what she looked like to me. Yeah. So I mean, what I do you think, think? Do you think it's an improvement or? I think her new face looks too generic. I don't know. Like the old. It face... is a bit generic, but I think it just looks more human. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't look sadistic, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to find was... Ryu and get like his a Chucky autograph. Doll. <laughs> yeah, it was. She was weird looking before, man. Oh man. But yeah, it is a bit generic. I can give you that. I just, yeah, I just think it looks more human. more. So now here's the weird. question. Do you think then that they're going to go and tweak anybody else? Are they going to fix like Ibuki's face or... I am beyond shocked that they did anything to their anyone's faces. <laughs> I don't know why they would bother. The only possible thing that I can think that maybe they would do that is because, well, we, we all feel that Luke is going to be a launch character for Street Fighter 6, right? Right. If Sakura is also going to be a launch character for Street Fighter 6, maybe they change the face to match mm. what her model will be in Street Fighter 6. That's the only possible reason I could think they would spend time and money and resources on doing that. Otherwise, no, I don't think they're going to fix any of that shit. I don't... Yeah. Why? Why would you do that now? That just seems like such a waste. I mean, I feel like it, it would be a cool way to like, hey, look, we're trying to make a very polished final product. So, you know, fix Maybe. Alex's legs, fix Sakura's animations, leave Ken's face exactly as it is. It's too late. Oh, no, I think please it's a, fix it. I think it's a, <laughs> please I think fix it's it. too my much of a meme now. <laughs> oh, but I yeah, if they want to, man, by all by all means, I just it doesn't like logically it doesn't make sense to me. That's all. Monetarily, <laughs> I don't understand how you make money doing that. Like it's not going to yeah. sell you more copies. It is weird. At this point, the only reason to do it would be for pride. That's it. It's yep, just you for know, sure. We just want. Or again, if better. maybe it's linking to Street Fighter Six in some weird way. Right. Place. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, any other uh, comments you wanted to make about Street Fighter? Nah, let's Five? move on. Let's talk about All some right. Evo. Let's talk about Evo Online. So Evo 2021 has completed, and uh, this last weekend, of course, uh, ended up uh, ended on Guilty Gear Strive. And so yep. just kind of want to talk about a little bit about the results, some interesting things about the results here. So Guilty Gear Strive closed it, closed it out, which obviously is uh, was the main game of the year. Uh, in North America, Hotashi took first with Nogura Yuki. And Sonic, uh, I don't even play this game anymore, Fox, got second <laughs> place with Leo. Uh, Jonathan Tene with Soul in third and Lord Knight. With uh, Milia in fourth, Macho, who we'll talk to later on in the stream, 
in uh, fifth place with Zato. But if you look at this, you know, then was May, Ramathal, Sol, in ninth through 13th was Potemkin, Faust, Chip, Leo, Nagoriyuki, Eno, Leo, Sol. And then in all 17th place was Eno, Milia, Leo, Axel, Nagoriyuki, Chip, Zato, and Giovanna. I mean, there's a distinct lack of soul here. <laughs> there's a distinct lack of May as well. I'd just like yeah. to point that out. That is actually true. There is no May here at all. Oh no, man, May, May is May is second best. Remember, she's she's so good. She's not second she's so best. Damn good. She's like fourth best. Uh. <laughs> but uh, in uh. Asia, in Asia. XYZZY Zizzy took first with Axel Daru yeah. with uh, Eno, and they're both from Korea. So Korea, yeah, Korea took first and, first and second. And uh, Bombabon with Seoul. I mean, it's so funny that there's an XYZZY and a BNBBN Zizzy and yeah. Bombabon uh, got third with Seoul. Uh, Yuki fourth place with Nagori Yuki. Uh, there is a soul here in seventh place uh, as well. Only one May played by Trap Card in the top 16. Europe, uh, we already saw that one. Uh, that was won by Leffen. Uh, again, no soul or May in top eight. Latin America was won by Trema with Chip and Mike Saftig with Soul in second place. What do you think? What do you think of these results? Like, is this is is the is the is the prize of soul being overpowered a little premature? What do you think? No, no, <laughs> no. That's that's not how this works. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot that goes into placing top eight in the biggest tournament thus far for a game. You know, like it's it's not just the character that's going to get you there. Um, I mean, a lot of times it can help. <laughs> For sure it can help. Mm -hmm. And Soul is still absolutely the best character in the game. Um, and it's not like he was completely absent. He took second. He took top eights left right. and right. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, seven out of eight players in the top eight were Soul players. But there was plenty of Soul in there to, you know, keep the keep the discussion rolling that this thing is <laughs> too good. Um, also... In the Asia region, there's a lot of like Axel players and things mm. like that 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 can give Nagori Yuki they can give soul issues. Mm. Um, Interesting. I think that I think the characters that you run into in bracket affect a lot. You know, when it comes to matchups, if that character can succeed or not. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everybody's in the chat talking about X Y Z Z Y. X Y Z Z Y is insane. Did, so strong. Did very you very strong. See? The XYZZY Bomba Bomb match in Losers Finals. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. That is like one of the greatest Evo matches that I think I've seen recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played out of his mind. And, and obviously is a very strong player. So, no, I Soul is still the best. And yeah. I hope that on the 27th he gets nerfed and <laughs> not into the ground. I don't want him a race, right. but, you know, just Far slash. normalize him a little bit. Far I, slash. I, don't, I don't like using that. Yeah, I... Something, man. I don't know, man. Just just take away something. Jeez, he has everything. It's like I said, but, he's uh, the only yeah. character with a plus on block far slash. Like I feel like yeah. it might have been an accident, you know, and, and honestly, like or or just Daisuke's vision, as people keep joking. <laughs> 
Uh, but honestly, that's that's it right there. I just I feel like that's what they need to fix. It's just the far slash and see how it goes from there. Just make it minus four on block, so it's tied with Giovanna's. He can still frame trap with the heavy slash, but now he can't just do far slash, far slash, far slash, far slash, far slash all day, you know. And if you block it, it's your turn. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, like like I said, I, I at this point, I just want something gone <laughs> they can change far slash they can <laughs> change air banda bringer they can you know fucking make 5k four far five frames what i like do something just just give me anything right uh do you feel like uh anybody else should get any well we've talked about this a little bit last week so let me yeah, just yeah we can, we can, mortal yeah. Kombat. just want to mention that ninja killer took north america jukes with set it was in second uh, Ninja Killer, of course, doing it with a whole array of characters, full auto, third place, Hayate, fourth, uh, etc. Sunio doing work with Robocop. Yeah, we don't have David here to talk about Sunio's Robocop yeah. or XYZZY's Axel. <laughs> right. Hold that, David. This is your week to shine and you're yeah, busy doing other stuff. But, uh, you know, that was the results uh, for Evo. Uh, what did you think of the the stream overall, though? What did you think of just the the whole production? Obviously, you know, last week we talked about some of the issues with the Latin America Guilty Gear and stuff. Uh, what do you think? Was it better this weekend? Was it worse? Are there lessons um, to be learned? The only the only top eight that I watched from start to finish was Guilty Gear. Okay. Um, any other time I pretty much had it on in the background, I was mostly listening to commentators. <laughs> it's just, you know, just doing my homework. Um, shout out to Sharpie, by the way. She was incredible on school. That's Girls. awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah. As far as Guilty Year Strive went, I think the production was, was fantastic. I thought it was hilarious that Tasty Steve had a mic on his head and in front of him. That was really funny to me. Uh, yeah, exa- exactly. Just like you, James. Those are immovable, right? Yeah, you can just. Okay, okay. I'm making sure I wasn't the fool here. Okay. Yeah, you can just um, take this off. If you yeah, I, th- I thought that was really funny to see him just let it rock with a double mic. Um, Tasty Jam was great on commentary, obviously, the the old pals. And yeah, then, it's always good to see them close up. I mean, yeah, every everything ran really well. I, 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 I mean, we had the long esports breaks, but. We would get that in the real experience even yeah. before there was long esports breaks, anyways, because players got to sit down and plug in their sticks and blah blah blah. So that's whatever. It is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I thought everything as far as production went and the commentary and the matches, all that was great. I, I guess my only issue is the very obvious is that it's online and it doesn't really feel like evo yeah you know yeah uh <laughs> rachel in the chat i did not report to my pool i dq'd uh, <laughs> my girlfriend actually got hired finally um for the school district that she's in now oh, so cool. we were hanging out and celebrating that on saturday nice uh and also i didn't want to play ps4 guilty gear and also, I didn't want to play two out of three Guilty Gear. So I was like, all these reasons are good reasons to not play in this tournament. Oh, um, man. So I was one of the, like, 1,200 people or whatever they got DQ'd. Right. I'll be one of them. That's fine. Yeah. What, but what? yeah, like I was saying, my, my only thing is that it just it sucks that it's online. And that it just it didn't really feel like Evo in yeah. that regard. Like Like, it's not in person and... 
the advertising and the lead up to it and maybe even the fact that it spread over two weekends really just kind of kills like the evo vibe for me mm-hmm. so it was nothing that anybody could have done to change i don't think like it just it's impossible to feel like evo when it's not actually evo you know and it wouldn't yeah. be any different for any other tournament it could be combo breaker or a ceo or final round or if i'm not there it just doesn't hit the same Dude, you know i think jiuna put it best too and he, he when he was talking about that xyzzy bomba bomb match where he basically said god i wish this was live in front of an audience because like if it was like the room would have been screaming like there just would i was watching it at 6 a.m and i was almost screaming in my house because of just how crazy that ending went it was so like it was just that was a match that i i wish we could have seen the human emotions and seen the player reactions on the stage and heard the audience roar and stuff. And it's just, yeah, it's not the same. And, you know, like you said, it was awesome to have Steve and Steve back on the mic. I will selfishly say that I'm always sad that when I don't get a chance to close out Evo, because, you know, I always like to tie the whole thing together, you know, back to cry on camera in front of the whole damn world camera. And, (laughs) you know, honestly, just, Cause you know, I always tried to wax nostalgic, you know, wax not nostalgic, but you know, wax poetic about how good fighting games are and how much fun they are, you know, and just put a nice little punctuation on on the event. But I don't know well, if it was online. some of us weren't even hired to do Evo, so <laughs> I say boo-hoo to you, sir, who got <sighs> to do Evo. Fine, fair enough, fair enough. Uh but obviously I hope they do look into a lot of stuff. Some people were complaining about seating, but I know seating is hard. They tried their best to do that. Uh, regions need to be looked at. They need to think about north, south a little bit more carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Incl- not just globe. east, west. I think David would, would tell them to get a globe, not a map. That's That was a mistake. <laughs> not the made. Mercator map. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things to look at. And, uh, I, you know, again, it's their first try. And again, like literally run by like the 10 crew. It's not like they had like, and you know, a lot of people I think suspected that Sony was like, now that we're in charge of Evo, here's $10 million to run Evo online. You know, like that's just not happening. <laughs> it should have, damn it. Yeah, it's not yeah, correct. It's that's not, not how things work. Well, I should say not all Tenno. Tenno and a lot of the staff, you know, the, the usual staff that was doing a lot of work, all the names that you saw at the end of there. But again, it's not it's it's a it's a small group, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of names in that credits list. But that's not that's that's not a lot of people like people were saying yeah. they should have streamed all the pools. Um, that's impossible. Like if you want Spencer, that's impossible. Yeah, if you want Spencer and everybody else to have no sleep for two weeks, sure, uh, they would have to hire like a bunch of different stream teams, and it's just—I mean, literally, I know a bunch of the TO guys were taking sleep breaks, like sleep shifts, just so somebody was awake and running it the whole entire. I mean, honestly, you know, it's—it's—I'm gonna be biased. Because I know the Tenno staff, and I know what they did, and so I'm gonna. I think that they did a fantastic job. A lot of things to look at. I know a lot of people are upset with the publicity and all that stuff like that. You know the, you know people didn't know it was on. You're right. The two weeks thing might not have been the right idea. 
because it started to feel more like a CPT or or feels like the IWO and stuff, like it's kind of hard to tell the difference between events. But let me ask you this. Um, uh, oh, Trini, Ban Baban, B N B B N. But let me ask you this question. Do you think Evo should do? So they announced uh, they're going offline again. They did, yeah, uh, in Vegas. Next year in Vegas. Now, they didn't say Mandalay Bay. And even during the closing, Tasty C said, we'll be back at the Mandalay Bay. I mean, Las Vegas. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see what that means. But um, they announced that it's going to be back, hopefully, August 5th through 7th in Las Vegas. So uh, hopefully we'll see it return. But do you think but- Evo should run... An online maybe leading up to that event again next year for maybe some games that aren't main games. Like, let's say they don't make Fighting Herds a main offline game, but they make it a main online game. Do you think they should do that? Uh, yeah, I don't see a problem doing that because there will be an actual offline Evo. There'll be a very clear, distinct, this is real Evo. This is the thing that everybody gets hyped for every year that wasn't as defined for the online warm-up stuff like mm-hmm. that was people so many people legitimately were going evo chat to be like oh i thought evo already happened you know like <laughs> they, i thought this was over right so yeah I, I think with when you have the actual offline event and you have like real evo for lack of a better term then absolutely you should th- do that i mean that's just a, it's good. It's good publicity to lead up to Evo, and B, it's a good way to show that uh, with new ownership, we still care about the community. We right. still care about games that aren't going to be at our our main event. We still want you guys to have something, you know. Uh, so I, I do. I think that's a good way to put their foot forward. I don't see any reason for them to not do that. Okay. Uh, I mean, I see some people saying that it might dilute it, but, you know, with the offline one might put more attention to the online events and such. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, it'll just be great if I mean, please, guys, I know I closed out Saturday and I, you know, obviously got a little flack in the chat for this because of the anti-vaxxers out there. But you know what? to hell with them uh you know i was saying like please let's social distance and all this stuff let's let's get back to offline events man please like i miss that stuff so much dude i miss that stuff so yep. much and let's get yep. back to an offline evo again please 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 let's do i it. uh at least once a week i have a dream i have an fgc dream every week where yeah. we're all back at an at an event an undisclosed event it doesn't even like the event in my brain doesn't matter it's basically i see myself in a ballroom with everyone else there and people are just coming up and it's so happy to see me and you know i'm yeah. pumped to see them and like every week i have that dream Dude, and that's brutal geez, man that's brutal Dude, it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> i wake up and feel terrible every time oh god i would feel awful god i, I do, do not every single time Dude, but i do it's, not what can I do? I can't control my dreams, at least not to that extent, you oh. know? So, yeah, please, guys, wear a fucking mask. Get yeah. your vaccination if you're able to, you know? Like, it's real simple. And uh, we have about three and a half minutes here, so I'm going to do a kind of an Ultra Chen 5-5 matchup question here for you. Uh, okay. But I've seen a lot of people being really happy that they won an Evo. 
Now, yeah. considering that the November event is still going to happen where all the winner regional winners are going to come together and play. Do yes. you consider these players as people winning evil? Do you consider XYZZY and uh, Hotashi as official and Leffen as official evil winners? Or do we have to wait till November to find out who official is an uh, evil? Or do you think this year just isn't going to have official? Like there's always going to be an asterisk next to the names for this year i'll answer it this way if i was a top player that was the type that was usually top eight or winning majors and i won this evo i would not consider myself an evo champion if tubbleware if i myself made top eight in this Evo, you would have never heard the end of it. I would talk so much shit. I'm the best player on earth. I'm a top eight Evo finalist. However, if I expect this of myself and I saw all the disqualifications and I saw all the big names that just chose to not play and I realize it's online, I would have trouble considering myself an Evo champion, but that's just me. Right. but what you asked me is, do I consider those people Evo champs? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely they are. Me personally, if I was that strong of a player, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to like take my Evo win like or my Evo top eight like that. I'd right. want to do it offline, is what I'm saying. Right. I, I would just prefer to do it offline in front of the crowd and it would feel more solid to me. It would feel like it actually happened. Right. Whereas online tournaments just don't hit the same. It, it it's different. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can't discredit them. You can't mm-hmm. discredit any of those players. Absolutely, they're Evo champions. And if if they if they say that yeah, I'm an Evo champ or I'm Evo top eighter, of course they're an Evo top eighter. Of course they're an Evo champ. Like I, I'm not the one to try to like throw an asterisk on or take away from players who have okay. earned something. Yeah, and again, yeah, I'm aware that there's no open tournament in November. What I'm saying is that the winner of all the regions. Are going to be going to that. Yeah, they're going to go to like the final. Yeah, to play. So it's almost like everyone was playing in region pools and now they're in the top eight, you know. So maybe you can kind of consider it that way. But obviously, it's more exhibitions than it is, uh, you know, like it's not like a continuation, like poker November 9 kind of thing, right? So. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Anything else you wanted to say about? Oh, that's right. There was one other thing actually to talk before about. Evo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just real quick before we go to break. Uh, somebody had noticed this morning that Evo was changing their payout structure <laughs> that nobody was told anything about. Uh, so there was a little bit of an uproar. Then the Evo official account tweeted that they're working on it. Don't worry about it. And then Markman tweeted out. Uh, we are not changing the pay structure. It's going to be exactly the same as we announced it. Don't yeah. worry about it. So uh, yeah. just 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 to clear that up for everyone real quick, there's no Evo payout issues, at least not yet. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> as far as you know, is is on, Dude, on track. So Look, I mean, I, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> poor Rachel. <laughs> I will say this, though, you know, uh, Obviously, with the change of leadership of Evo, there's a lot of questions involved. But as long as someone like Markman, I think, is involved, who always does his best to look out for the community, as long as Seglia is involved, you know, Tenno is involved with the production and stuff like that, as long as we have a lot of good people like uh, Andres and Rachel, you know, helping run a bunch of the things like that, 
you know, I have faith. I have faith in 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 next year's Evo. Obviously, there's a five five question about it. If you want us to talk about it, vote for that one. But you know, there's probably going to be some changes, but we'll see how it goes. So, yes, sir. All right. All right. So let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to have FGC Macho, top A Evo North America Guilty Gear player. Or was he? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Asterisk. Asterisk. Top A, right? Exactly. So we'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We are going to be bringing on our special guest over here today. And that is, of course, Mr. FGC Macho. How you doing, sir? How's everything going? How's it going? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, I know you play lots of different fighting games and such, but, you know, in the tradition of what David usually asks, as you can see, he is gone right now. It's just an empty <laughs> courtroom in his place. Uh, he always asks this to everybody. But before we talk about any of these games and your Evo experience and stuff, uh, how did you get into fighting games and uh, what kind of drew you into the community? Oh, uh, so fighting games have been like my favorite genre of video games since I was like three. <laughs> I remember having an N64 and I would had I had um, WWE No Mercy and Fighter Destiny 2. You can look up those games. Those are those would make great mystery games. Let me tell you. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm 100% sure Fighter's Destiny has been a mystery game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, ever since I was like a kid, um, I mean, I played all like the traditional games people did growing up, like Pokemon and whatnot, but like fighting games always like drew me, um, drew me back. Um, Soul Calibur 2 was like a big fighting game in my childhood. Like I didn't even have anyone to play, like play against, but I just played it, um, played solo. Yeah, all the time. Dude, there's so Um, much good one-player content in that game. (laughs) There is. There's so much good one-player content in Soul Calibur 2. I lucked out that like as a naive kid who didn't know anything, that that was like the fighting game that uh, really hooked me in. Um, And then, you know, fast forward years later, uh come like 2010 2011 i saw like marvel 3 was coming out that was releasing and i'd always seen like marvel 2 in arcades and like i i never knew anything about the series other than like the characters and whenever i walked by i just saw the game was like there was so much stuff going on i'm like that's so cool that like there's like so much (laughs) flashing lights um and like there's beams that cover like the entire screen i'm like that's sick like i want to throw like a huge beam at my opponent um (laughs) And, like, as, like, a 13-year-old with, like, a little bit more knowledge about video games, like, I grinded, like, online brawl, online Smash brawl. Like, imagine, like, how that must have been. (laughs) But, um, again, I didn't know. I was, like, 11 or 12, and I'm, like, you know, I'm having fun playing fighting games. (laughs) Literally the dog in the fire. This is fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, come come 2011, I play Marvel 3, uh, I buy it, and, you know, YouTube sends me down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, oh, like, wait, there's, like, people, like, enter fighting game tournaments, and, like, <laughs> I and then, like, I see, like, oh, Justin Wong, like, who's this Justin Wong guy? And then, like, I start, like, doing more and more research, and, like, eventually, like, the rest is history, right? So I started in, in 2011, really, with Marvel 3. 
So how how old were you then? You had I mean you're talking I was about thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, you're, I was 13. You're young and still, so. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. 13, so, all right. I mean, like, interesting. So when you found out about this, obviously, like, you're now a top A evil finisher with an asterisk. No, I'm just kidding. You're a top A evil finisher right now. Um, you know, you obviously did really well. Uh, what Tubo, you said, like, second place in MVCI side tournament yeah, last yeah, year yeah, the, for the, evo the, no no the, the first year right in 2018 oh, and 2019 yeah and 2019. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh like what was the motivate like how did you get so much stronger you know like when you started were you uh-huh. already surprisingly pretty good and or did you were did you have the same experience that so many people have told on the stream which is yeah then i went to a tournament and i went oh and two and got bought you know <laughs> uh, um in terms of like how i approach fighting games um i've always had like a a, a pretty okay mindset like i remember like just playing like brawl and melee with my friends i would um just practice like all like the basic combos and stuff and my friends like you know they're not fighting game players like they were just like messing around having fun but like i'm like wait how can i like actually like win like how can i take advantage of this game um so you know that evolved that mindset obviously evolved and translated in like the way i practice now but in terms of like where i started Sure, I was, like, better than, like, the ragtag group of friends in my neighborhood, but, like, in terms of, like, actual, like, fighting game players, like, my very first fighting game tournament was um, during a family vacation. We went to New York in April of 2012. I remember this very well. (laughs) And after having watched, um, uh, like, so many online tournaments uh, since Marvel 3's release, um i knew of like the holy place called next level arcade in brooklyn new york (laughs) and i tell my parents i'm like hey like i kind of want to go to this like can we we go (laughs) and they're like and and god bless them they were like yeah sure let's go um and i pull up i had like no controller with me i had to like rent a controller uh there um and of course i went oh and two (laughs) right like (laughs) I, i didn't know um I mean, I was like, okay, but like it was my first like online tur- or sorry, it was my first offline tournament mm-hmm. uh, experience ever. Um, I remember being so like starstruck, like I was seeing people like um, like spooky in person, like Chris G. And as like a very impressionable, like 14 year old, I'm like, oh, my God, these are like celebrities to me. Right. Like, um, so, yeah, that was my like very first tournament, not even like a local like it was like during a family vacation, which I think is like so weird. Um, and so, I mean, yeah. was was that experience one of the big motivating factors for you to be like, no, I'm going to become one of the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, not really, because I kind of got beat pretty bad. <laughs> um, Maybe I should quit. It's, it's the opposite. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't have that reaction. I didn't think I wanted to quit, but I was like, man, like, I was really just more there to, like, have fun. And because, I, like I said, I was, like, really starstruck and just in awe. Um, it was more when I started like going to locals, um, and playing like local competition. That's kind of when I actually said like, okay, well I get to play these guys like more than just once in a blue moon. Like I kind of want to actually get better and, and train. And that's like, I started going to locals in like 2013, um, and all the way through 2015 before I moved away for college. Um, 
that's really like where a lot of my core like values started. Is was that the the one that Callisto runs in Chicago? I think or no. So that was when I still lived in Michigan, actually. Oh, so, gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, I oh man, I'm forgetting the the name of the, the names of the people who ran it. Um, I know Jim, Jim and his last initial was N. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> I know he was he was a TO who ran it, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. So I mean, fast forward a little bit now, and now you are considered one of the uh, you know obviously your placements are doing really really well and everything i mean just for the people in the chat who might not be as familiar with you like list some of the accomplishments that you've had uh you know in the past couple of years sure um well most people will probably know me well maybe now most people know me from this top eight from strive but <laughs> before then most people probably knew me from getting second at evo in marvel infinite 2018 and 2019 um i've gotten a good amount of top eights at like regionals um no like huge breakout majors yet um but uh besides evo or <laughs> yes right Ask, we, can, we can elaborate on that more if you yeah, like but yeah we can talk about that more you're considering later. that a real top eight macho <laughs> we can we, we can yeah we can talk about that more later um okay but i i maybe i would consider that yeah no i, I would consider it um but yeah, mainly like those are the big ones, uh, like on the resume that kind of flash out. But yeah, a lot of like good regional performance, uh, online tournaments. Like I entered a ton back in like the MVCI days, uh, uh, and yeah. now with Strive, uh, tons of top eights there too. So yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, so you you basically got hooked in through UMVC three through Marvel, and obviously you're a great MVCI player. Is is Strive one of your first branching out to other games, or did you play you know Grand Blue Fantasy? Did you play Dragon Ball? Did you ever dabble in Street Fighter, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Gotcha. So I'll, I'll give you the whole the whole rundown. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so 2011 to like 2015 was like almost all uh, Marvel three. Um, I picked up Melee in like 2012, 2013 because okay. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people in my high school played it. Um, so that's I got introduced to Melee uh, around that era. Um, 2015 to 2017, I kind of took like a hiatus from the the FTC. I didn't really enter. I didn't enter any events. I didn't train any games. Um, Melee was the only game I played because at my college, I think I can probably say this for every college, like Smash is the only fighting game that's played <laughs> at like every college in the country. Um, so I didn't have like anyone to play Marvel with. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm just, I don't, don't want to play alone. So I played Melee for like two years. I mean, you could have played Marvel 3 online, right? I mean, no, <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> but believe it or not, I grinded Marvel 3 online because <laughs> I didn't know any better. I played so much online Marvel 3. Um, to be fair, so did I. And I did yeah. know better. <laughs> I just love the game so much. I was like, I'll play underwater. That's how much I like it. Yeah. Um, and then I see, you know, Marvel Infinite's getting released. I'm like, okay, well, I got to play this game, right? Like, my love for, like, the FGC lied in Marvel. Um, so I played that exclusively. Um, actually, no, not exclusively. Dragon Ball came out, and I picked that game up, too. Did pretty well locally in that game. A um, couple of top eights and regionals. Um, Soul Calibur Six came out. Because uh, of my love of Soul Calibur Two. I played Soul Calibur Six. Did pretty okay at that regionally. Um and then Undernight was announced for Evo. 
uh, and then a friend uh, um, recommended to me. I shouldn't just say a friend. You, you, y'all might know Zach in a Box. You probably know. Oh him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, He played. Uh, he played under nine. He's like, yo, just like try this game. I'm like, okay. And I absolutely fell in love with that game. Mm, um, okay, okay. And I think I give full credit to Under Night as the reason. Like I'm in a decent fighting game player now <laughs> that game teaches you so much uh, it exposed like all of my bad habits as a marvel player um and then that's probably why i, I don't like undernight yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i played a grand blue when that came out but that came out at an awful time like it just yeah, as the yeah. pandemic hit um and then now strive so i've played a lot of a lot of different games okay. uh, in the past like 10 years and uh, how do you feel about Strive right now? Let's talk about Strive. How do sure, you feel yeah. about it right right now? And uh, obviously, you're a Zato player, and mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of negativity about Zato. But you know, top eight. First Zato- and foremost, there will be no Zato downplaying in this stream tonight. <laughs> I just want you to know, no uh, beautiful only- dude bullshit. I want to hear real thoughts, okay? Um. So I'll start with Strive in general. Uh, I think it's a super fun game. Um, I haven't played any other. I've like dabbled with Axel for like a day just to learn the matchup. But other than that, I've played uh, Zato exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game's super fun. Um, Zato's a blast. I think he's like one of the most like fun characters I've played in any fighting game. Um, uh, the online, I mean, it's just impeccable. Like Chef's Kiss, like it's so good. <laughs> um, and I think like it's doing like so much good for the FGC right now. There's tournaments like literally every day. Like yeah. you can compete every single day, which is like I did for like the first month. And like that probably <laughs> wasn't the healthiest thing. Like <laughs> I was I was kind of burnt out uh, <laughs> after like two weeks of online tournaments every single day. Um, but no, I think the game's I think the game's good. Um, you know, people people are gonna always hate for like the tiniest stuff, but I think overall it's it's gonna do more positive for the FGC than it will negative. That's for sure. Um, and Zato specifically, <laughs> I've been. You can look back in my Twitter. I've said since day one. I think Zato's so strong. I think that character's so good. Um, like, yeah, he takes work. Yeah, he's like probably the hardest character to play in the game. But like. You know, when I think of how good characters are, like when I like think of tears in my head, um, I think of like most optimal, like no mistakes made, um, like gameplay. And obviously, like some people see it differently because you can't expect mis- like no mistakes to be made, mm-hmm, um, which is like a great argument. And like, I definitely respect that opinion. But I just think, you know, I always strive to be like, drive. <laughs> I always strive to be like the most <laughs> like executionally optimal player I can be. And I think that's like one of my strengths as a fighting game player. Okay. Um, and I try to like showcase that in Zato as much as possible. And like, if you get put in a block string, like you're going to get hit, like you're not going to be able to block like the mix up. So I think that's just like so strong. You nice. know, I, uh, I saw a particular pickup with i believe it was jump jab or jump punch uh-huh. into the frog did yeah. you improvise that or is that something you practice no that's something that's like that's that's something zatos need to do <laughs> that's <laughs> something you people that's something zatos need to actually do i've been doing that since like week two of the game actually that's that's like yeah, and that's definitely that. like the marvel brain like inside of me because i'm like oh well eddie's an assist right so let me like combo <laughs> the assist after the jab like to me that just makes sense like obviously right. you would use the assist to combo after the jab um nice 
but no, that 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 was practiced. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, uh, just for the people on the stream uh, here, you got fifth place at Evo Online mm. in NA. Like, what did you feel about the competition uh, that you had to go up against? Like, when you look at that results, do you feel like that that seems pretty right to you? Yeah. So it's so a lot of people felt very. Um, I'm going to talk about Evo in general. They they have there's, there's a lot of mixed feelings about yes, like Evo yeah, in general. But the cons- from what I've been hearing, um, and I kind of feel this too, in terms of the competition, Strive NA felt real. Like it, it definitely felt like a real tournament that people cared about. Um, all like for the most part, like all of the top players uh, in NA entered. Um, I can only think of like a handful that didn't. Um, so. You know, I I think it was a pretty good um like show of of skill and like where people are at right now. So well as far as your path went, who did you play to to get where you were? I mean you made it to mm-hmm. winner semis all, all the way to you know top eight. You hadn't lost a set yet. Who did you run into along the way? Because obviously pools weren't streamed i don't know if you streamed your run or not but I, yes well, so I, did, to find out, right? <laughs> I did stream uh my whole run so you can actually okay. see all the matches um uh from the twitch vods but i yeah, the, 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 so some tubo's of the notable try, what tubo's trying to ask is who are you calling out who did your yeah. body on the way there <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, just, so, I'm just genuinely curious who you had to fight yeah so the names that uh stand out are jan in my pool i had to beat okay. jan to get out in winners um, Ooh, right after <laughs> uh, right <laughs> after Jan in top 96, I had to play Deb. Um, oh, dang. And I, yeah, uh, I well, beat you Deb. You were the one to put Deb in losers. Okay, all right. I was. <laughs> you. Uh, uh, no, she's an amazing player. I'm not going to I'm not gonna call her out or anything. <laughs> no, yeah. That's not <laughs> a good idea, man. I mean, I'm not scared. I'm not going to call her out. Like, she's done nothing wrong to me. She's a great player, but I'm not trying to call anyone out. <laughs> um, but uh, after that, I played Reynolds, uh, beat yeah. Reynolds. And then after that, uh, I played. I, I I haven't run into this player before. I am Rock Eight. I've never I've never met them before. Or heard of them, but um, that was my path to top eight. Nice. Wow. So Dang. your path was super hard. Like I completely <laughs> understand you saying that it felt like a real tournament. I mean, you had to be Deb. You had to be Rain. Like Jan, just to get out of your pool. Like, that that is absolutely a very strong, yeah. very strong path. Like that's Thank that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, how was your experience with the Evo Online? You know, because obviously this is an online tournament. Like, do you feel like it went smoothly? Is there stuff that you'd like to see change? Like, do you have any constructive feedback for it, or was it just overall a pretty good experience for you? Um, you know, it's hard with um with all the DQs. I don't I, I don't even know like what uh what solution you could have, but mm-hmm. you know, all the waiting around, um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like how that could be made any better. Shorten the timers, I guess. But um, other than that, I think overall it went pretty smoothly. Um, people played their matches right away. Um, there was a pretty long break to start top ninety six because um, they started the first wave of pools at uh, two o'clock central, and then the second and that was over at like four p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they started the second wave at five, 
and that was over at like i don't know seven mm-hmm. um okay and then top 96 started at like eight something like that um so the people in the first wave had to wait like four hours between yeah that's um awesome. So it was like a long wait for them. I kind of got lucky that I was in the second wave, but I don't know. <laughs> just, maybe can't like just run to the to the slot machines <laughs> or the or the blackjack tables. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Oh man. Okay, okay. But I mean, overall, though, I mean, did you have any bad online matches, or were they all pretty smooth for you? Yeah. Did you Did you get lucky with the with the netcode or? Uh, no, I got lucky. There's only in all like the online tournaments I've entered for Strive, and I've entered like I don't know at least double digits now there's only been one incident in which uh lag affected a match um it was like last week like the game just completely froze (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i wasn't i wasn't too happy about it but uh uh no like uh, it was pretty smooth i i I couldn't think of any like big interruptions so i mean at this point in time though let's say uh offline comes back and we can all start playing fighting games again and such. Are you going to try to jump back into, uh, for example, Grand Blue? Are you going to try to pick up the new Melty Blood? Or are you just like strive head at this? I mean, maybe even Dragon Ball because now the game is more MVCI-like, right? <laughs> uh, definitely not Dragon Ball. I don't like that game. <laughs> I think that game teaches you horrible fundamentals <laughs> uh, that's just that's just my opinion that's like the oh that's like the only fighting game that i like actively dislike uh, <laughs> okay. but um so I'll, I'll probably like try the melty i don't think i'm gonna compete in any game as heavily as i as i will strive right now um just more more so just like a time thing like once school starts again i'm not gonna have time <laughs> of course for, for for other games um so i'll just put all of my like just eggs in one basket and just okay. focus on strive. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, leading leading from that, uh, I saw you tweet, and I've seen you tweet this a few times, but particularly right after um, Evo ended, or maybe your run ended, uh, you tweeted that you are going to be the best. I'm not doubting that you can do that. I'm curious what steps have you been taking to to get to that like that next step like you're so close <laughs> what are you doing just to get over that hump to actually become the best that's uh that's a great question um <laughs> i don't know if to i don't know if to give like the simple answer or, like the the more involved answer but <laughs> well you got um, you got eight minutes or however long you want to take so the timer's a suggestion i'll put it that just, way. just respond i'm gonna give it 110 percent I just want it more, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, you know, improvements, like, it's a lot of it is mindset. Um, improving, like, my mindset. Um, improving, like, the way I go about just um, practicing, like, more efficient practicing, doing things like match analysis that people don't do. People don't review their matches. Like, that's such an easy way to get better. Um, to see all your mistakes you don't notice your mistakes in real time um you know having actual like dedicated trading partners um and you know i have like my own theories of like what kind of people should you play like in terms of like their gameplay and their skill like how are you going to actually benefit most from that like should you just play random people like when is that actually beneficial um 
so I have like a whole theory on like how to maximize like my training. Um, but yeah, it's like since I was like 13 watching like Marvel three at Evo 2011, like my first time watching an Evo, like I told myself, like, I, I want to, like, I want to be there. Like I saw Biscan hold that trophy. I'm like, I want that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just going to be like a lifelong, uh, goal of mine. Um, to try to be the best and i have like all these things in place and i guess i'm just waiting until eventually all the hard work comes together okay i mean how did that feel you, have a plan? you know just uh, in 2018 to officially finish second place at evo like the, the, the that like so i at the time it felt great now i have mixed feelings about it <laughs> I'll, explain, I'll explain why um uh so yeah, at the time I'm like this. Like 2018 was my first Evo, by the way. Let me ex- mention oh, that. Okay. Um. So to to get second at Evo, like while I was there, um, like I felt on top of the world. Like I was I was so happy to think that in my first Evo after like years of like competing, um, that I was like, I I made like the podium, right? I got a medal. It's like mm-hmm. sitting over there, like in the corner of my room. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's like still to this day my most prized possession. Um, but now when I look back on it, my mentality on like competition and my goals has changed a lot. And while I was there, I was just like happy to be there. (laughs) And I remember going into grand finals thinking like, man, I'm so happy I got top two instead of, (laughs) instead of like, oh, I want to win. Like that, (laughs) that wasn't my mindset back then. So like looking back on it now it's bittersweet because i know that like i could have won if i just had like a better mindset um so you turned turned into an asian parent man second place (laughs) is not good enough anymore dang okay i'm gonna be scared for your kids man you're gonna get Oh man! But again, like that's my goal, right? That's the that's the expectation that I set on myself. So right, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> did uh did that final mean more to you, considering you're playing the mirror match against CJA? Um, mean more to me than 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 then, what? Like than... say than you know any other tournament. Like I mean, would it mean oh, more yeah. to you because because you're you're facing? Not only are you in grand finals, but you're fighting against your own team. Like, it's the mirror image. Like, does that I mean, yeah. put more pressure on yourself, do you think? In terms of, like, the MBCI storyline, like, up to then, it was, like, all of NA versus, like, CJA. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. And he, uh, like, be taken out. Yeah, that's what I was about. Um, that's because I was asking, because, like, do you feel like you had, like, the weight of your country on your shoulders or anything? A little bit, a little bit. But also, like, the story, like, my own personal storyline was also, like, well, who has the best Dante Dorm? And, like, I wanted to prove that I had the best. And we played in winner semis of that tournament um, of top eight. And the, it was three to two. And I had the game-winning combo, and I dropped it. <laughs> I could have I beaten him. But, um, yeah, that was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so it, was, it definitely meant a lot. Because it was also, like, again, like I said, like, my first Evo, like, being on the stage, like, having everyone, like, cheer for me and root for me. Um, yeah, definitely one of the most like meaningful and like memorable tournament experiences. That's awesome. And uh many more to come, right? <laughs> that's that's the plan. That's the plan. Oh, uh, 
that's awesome. Uh, I guess, uh, I mean, again, uh, unless there's that something else that you want to talk about, I mean, is there anything in particular you want to say or plug yourself or anything? Do you stream a lot at this point? Where can people find you? Uh, yeah, so um, you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch. So it's the same handle, at FGC Macho. Uh, I've been streaming a lot more lately since Drive's release, so I do a lot of tournament runs. Um, right after I hop off here, I'm actually going to do my uh, the first sub goal <laughs> that we reached for my channel, which is a kind of a, nice. a matchup a matchup list for for all of Zato's matchups, and kind of go over analyzing uh, which are good matchups, which are bad matchups, and then we'll discuss that on my stream. Um, so yeah, you can find me mainly on Twitch and on Twitter. Um, also, shout outs to uh, Midwest Movement, uh, the uh, clothing brand of of Zach in a box. I definitely, I, I like okay. to represent and rock him. So <laughs> mwmapparel.com. You can get some okay. great merchandise, all the big chilling t-shirts that you've been seeing floating around. If you enter Midwest tournaments, those are all, uh, his brainchild. Um, so definitely go check those out. Um, shout outs to like my friends and family, <laughs> mom, dad, Eric, hi, couldn't be here, <laughs> couldn't be here without you guys. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> tell uh, tell your boy Zach we should collab. Let's get the Tupperware T-shirt going. There you go. <laughs> Midwest what, repping. W- one buff Verzato in this upcoming August patch. What would you buff? What would you buff? Uh, I, I I'm not gonna get egregious with like the buffs or anything, but I think he needs just quality of life changes on three normals. His six P make it hit a little bit higher and make it hit a little bit faster. Um, make 2H have a little bit further horizontal hitbox on like grounded opponents because you'll be right next to them and it just whiffs completely. <laughs> um, and then make 5H also a little bit more horizontal distance, and that's it. Okay. Do that, and I think he's like so good. Nice, and yeah. Then, uh, uh, I asked this to everybody before they leave the stream, of course, is which is uh, where did Macho come from? <laughs> oh, my where God. did the nickname? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that involved. It's just a really dumb story. Okay. Um, you don't so, have to tell but, it if you don't want, or you could make something up if you want. No, no, no. I'll, I'll say it. There's nothing, nothing like bad about it. Um, but uh, so my tag before Macho, so I shortened it when I got back into MBCI. My tag used to be Macho Mexican. That used to be my <laughs> full tag um, back in the Marvel 3 days. And the, the way that came up was I was making an AIM account back in middle school um, <laughs> and back in like 2008 and um, I was like the only Mexican kid at my school. <laughs> so, and I was like, like the new kid in middle school. So that was kind of like my identity for like a little bit. Of, uh, right. And so uh, uh, nothing, it wasn't like bad or anything, but that was just like, I just kind of stood out as that. So I was like asking a friend of mine, like, Hey, like, what should my like AIM screen name be like? And they were like, I don't know, Macho Mexican. And I'm like, okay. And that's <laughs> the, rest, the rest was history. All right. <laughs> yeah. The rest Once again, family. another another name where someone actually didn't pick it themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, uh, thanks for stopping by and congratulations again on your topic. Thank you. Thank you. Offic- like, see, look at this. 
are they going to send medals out to any to, to this online they're, players? I'm not sure. They're not. I ask. They're not. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Well, that, that's another striking it. Is it real or not? Yeah. Yeah. Whack. No medal. Yeah. Asterisk. No, it's kidding. <laughs> no, but that's awesome though. Congratulations again. Thank and, you. Uh, hope to hope you're going to get a even better. Uh, you know, FGC moment for yourself in the future. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. All right, Macho. Thanks for coming on, Omi. Of course. My pleasure. Yep. Later, dude. All right. So there we go. Thanks, uh, Macho, for coming on here and uh, repping uh, that Midwest. Midwest boys. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the next one over here. We're doing the 5-5 matchup here. I actually do have an Ultra Chen TV uh, FGC 5-5 uh, uh, matchup question here. So well, before we get to the viewers one here, uh, I just want to ask this question here. Does the West Coast suck at Street Fighter V now? <laughs> I, I knew you wanted to talk about this one, but I purposely left it out of run of show because you and David would have a much better debate over this than I would. Because Wednesday Night Fight runs way too late for me to stay up and watch. Uh, interesting. Okay. Because, I mean... So, I, 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 I have a thought, but my thought means a lot less than what you guys Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, the reason why this question comes up is, you know, Brian F., who lived mm -hmm. in more on the East Coast for the longest of time, struggled to take NLBC, worked super hard, finally was able to take it. And then he moved to Texas, entered a WNF, and won his first WNF. Yep. And so yeah. what does that mean? Does that mean that West Coast is just not particularly strong uh, at Street Fighter V? Maybe it's not even limited to Street Fighter V. Is West Coast just weaker at this point in time or is it just because you know east coast you know and lbc has idom who is like the bulls and just prevents anyone from winning you know <laughs> so i think brian f winning that wednesday night fights just means that nephew didn't enter mm. that's that's all that means to me is that nephew wasn't there interesting because i okay. i think brian's a very strong player but i don't think he beats nephew Okay. Uh, you know, he definitely struggles with samurai. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it just means that that was Brian's night. You know, bracketology has a lot to do with if you can win a tournament or not. Right. Uh, it doesn't really even necessarily matter how strong you are sometimes. It's just, who did you play on your, that's why I asked Matra, who did you play on the way there? Like, how difficult was his path? And his path was right. amazingly difficult. Sure, maybe it means West Coast is a little bit weaker than East Coast, but I don't think there's any like tangible proof of it just because Brian won right. his first week there. Like he's a super strong player. Like of course he has a chance <laughs> to win. Oh man. Well, I mean, look, I know I got flack for the team tournament Guilty Gear US versus Japan thing before, <laughs> but I'm just I think West Coast needs to step up. I really do. I, I really do. I I don't think they suck at Street Fighter Five. Obviously, asking it in the clickbaity way over here, but right. you know, nephew Samurai Chris CCH, amazing player and such like that. But do we have the same kind of players that we feel like? 
you know, I mean, when Punk came out here, we were claiming him as West Coast, and he was one of the strongest players at that point in time. But, you know, now he's back in the East Coast. But, you know, East Coast has IDOM. It has Punk. You know, it had Brian F. at the time. Shine. You know, all these players are so amazing. Arturo doing so well. I just don't feel like we have the same kind of pedigree of names right now because outside of, like, Nephew and uh, Samurai and Chris CCH now, you know, I, I don't feel like we have that same kind of strength anymore. Like Snake I mean, Eyes doesn't really play much at the end of Street Fighter 4. We even had guys like Chris Tatarian who was doing super well at Street Fighter 4 and doing well early on in Street Fighter 5. I was going to say, man, like it, for the majority of Street Fighter 4's life, it felt like the East Coast was stronger too. Right. I, uh, mean, it, I mean, I think all the way back to like what Evo 09. There was an exhibition, and East Coast won that. And then Evo 2011, I think there was a West Coast versus East Coast exhibition, and East Coast won that. No, like I, I no, 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 Chen Rage, Chen Rage in the chat. I'm gonna type Chen Rage in the chat over here. Let's see if it actually shows up here. It did not. Nope. But uh, that emote comes from when Wednesday Night Fights bodied NLBC at Street Fighter Four. <laughs> at Evo. Okay. okay, okay. So yeah, I'm wrong. Man. <laughs> there you well, go. Thank you. Okay, maybe that. I was just thinking. Maybe I was just thinking way, way back in the day. All that stuff was like ten plus years ago, man. It's hard yeah. to remember. No. I, well, I'm, yeah. Then yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Maybe you're right. Maybe you guys are just missing like two or three key players to, yeah. you know, put you over the East Coast. But like you said, who who is beating Idom and Punk in America? Mm -hmm. Like that's good luck. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, honestly, wherever they are, they're going to be dominating. You know, that that's the area of the states that's going to be dominating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it is interesting, you know, because someone even in the chat says that there aren't a lot of new players here in the West Coast. That's not even necessarily true. I mean, Mira is really an up-and-comer out here. Luigi, Mario, uh, they're both big up-and-comers out here. Uh, but, you know, I do feel like that one of the, the strengths of East Coast right now is they do have actually a lot more of the veterans because like i said snake eyes super good obviously streams a lot super high rank doesn't enter anything right if he was entering he would probably be doing a lot better the thing is in east coast you've got people like shine and smug and archer they've been traveling for years they've been playing these tournaments for years you know a right. lot of the names that we mentioned for the up-and-coming players in the west coast they haven't been traveling as much they don't have as much of the tournament experience right so you know it just might be one of those things they don't have that kind of pedigree of traveling and that's always been one of the weaknesses of west coast to be honest you know when commander jesse first started traveling you know he was doing well but he needed that yeah. traveling experience kind of thing so well, i mean you know what else really sucks for west coast players is how can they travel for the past two years i can't right. <laughs> you know it's exactly. like that stunts your growth so much like you're saying and they you can't travel and the online isn't the best in Street Fighter Five. So yeah. what but, do I mean, you do? Like, you know, I know West Coast is still kind of in a little bit of a crisis. I talked with a few other FGC guys just a, a couple of days ago. And yeah, a lot of the, us were a lot of us were saying that we felt like West Coast just isn't 
kind of the same powerhouse that it used to be. So, you know, uh, I definitely think there is something to be said. Again, clickbaity a little bit down here. I don't think we suck at Street Fighter V. Clearly, like, Commander Jesse is a great example of a player who's obviously very, very good. But I don't know. It just doesn't feel like we have the same kind of motivation, right? Like, when we do the Wednesday night fights, are these guys entering every week? With NLBC, we see a lot of these same guys week after week after week, you know, and uh, it just feels like a lot of people aren't uh, as consistent with playing anymore uh, at this point. Yeah, like I said, David would have more input than I, but it comes on too late for me, man. It's midnight (laughs) by the time it's getting going. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's kind of too late for guys on the West Coast. (laughs) sometimes you know i've heard heard some of those complaints yeah okay well uh let's go ahead and move on to the five five viewer questions over here uh let's go ahead and bring up this poll while i create the uh i'm sorry bring up the uh the the questions while i create the poll over here uh throw my glasses and read those out loud for you yeah go for it no i'm old i have to put on my glasses to see certain things (laughs) <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget that if you are sub to Ultra Chen, you get two votes. So uh, that's a nice little bonus. And if you already subbed, then, you know, gift sub. Get more votes out there. Rock the vote. I think that's what P. Diddy said at some point. Anyways, number one, <laughs> trash talk can be a way to spice up matches. But as of late, there have been instances where it blurs the line of insult. What are good ways to trash talk and hype up games without blurring into harassment? Number two, with EVO Online in the books, what are your expectations for a Sony-hosted EVO Live tournament in 2022? Number three, for DLC characters, do you believe developers feel pressured to make them strong in a game's current meta? Should they? Fans could be less likely to pay for underpowered characters. Number four, does the FGC need to pay more attention to beginner and intermediate players' thoughts, opinions, wants, and needs? Number five, What are the odds that we ever get a fighting game with a ghost system to replay a match where the CPU just redoes all the same inputs your opponent used against you? This would be way more effective and fun than having to queue and lab defense against single moves on repeat. And number six, do you think Nago having a large showing at GG Top 16s is more a testament to him being a solid character or that his design and play style are more interesting for seasoned players? All right, so the poll has been created. To vote on the question, just do exclamation mark number. So it's exclamation mark one, exclamation mark two, three, four, five, six. Oh, wow, look at this start over here. Okay, uh, but go ahead and just vote, and we'll until I start seeing a pretty clear trend on what number one and number two are going to be. Again, if you are like Zilcho and Nuticon and Albafor in the chat and you are subscribed, you can vote for two items. So uh, feel free to do that as well. And taking a look at this right now, seeing if we're getting any more votes at this point. All right, getting a few more votes. Actually, a little bit close between one, two, and three. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time over here to see if those two change or increase at all. Oh, 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 stuff is happening. We have a tie in second place. Okay. Actually, this is getting closer and closer as we go, which is not good. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to say cut it now. Cut it now? 
Now. Uh, no, I gotta no. wait for a second. Okay, now I'll cut it. Because when you okay, said now. when you said cut it the first time, we had a tie. So I'm cutting it now because now we distinctly have number four and number one in the lead. So there we go. Number one and number four in the lead. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna bust out this. Uh, so number one here reads, uh, trash talk can be a way to spice up matches. Let me go ahead and throw this up here. Uh, what are good ways to talk trash and hype up games without blurring into harassment? What do you think, Tubo? As a uh, well-known shit talker in the FTC, I feel like I'm extremely qualified to answer this question. <laughs> uh stay out of people i mean besides like the very obvious don't use slurs don't comment on people's physical appearance don't like don't be a bully in regards to anything outside of the game like i feel like that should be really obvious don't use mm -hmm. slurs don't be a racist don't be homophobic etc etc like duh right like, i shouldn't have to say that stuff um but in terms of shit talk just keep your distance. Don't get anywhere near the players where you could accidentally bump into them. You don't want to be spittling all over them. That's definitely <laughs> disgusting. And I've wit being a Marvel player, I've witnessed many times. Like you don't want your body sweat falling on someone else. Like give them their six <laughs> feet. All right, you know, distance. Um, outside of that, nobody likes the shit talker that's just yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming and that's be funny be entertaining like <laughs> have jokes prepared like think about this shit if you're gonna be good at shit talking all right like Dang. you just you want you want the crowd to laugh you don't want the crowd to be annoyed by you if the right. crowd's annoyed by you you're doing it wrong in other words don't be a phil helmuth right that's a poker reference right there that guy is a don't be a jerk yeah I mean, honestly, I think this the easiest way to do it is just just don't ever get personal, right? Just always yeah. keep it in the game. Like, be like, yo, your your Deadpool is garbage. You know what I mean? You know, kind of thing like that. Or like, you know, do you even practice this game? You know, kind of those things. Like, this is, this is why James doesn't talk. Yeah, shit. this is why I'll never <laughs> these talk. Are, these are real insults for James. I can't. I can't. Hey, get... man, your review sucks, bro. <laughs> Man, you can't even Hadouken. You're a Hadoukant. You know, like, no, yeah, I'm not going to be a trash talker anytime. But yeah, yeah, no, just, yeah, like like you said, man, just don't, don't <laughs> keep it in game. Don't be personal. Don't be annoying. Don't just scream and yell for no reason. Yeah. Just be, be entertaining. Like if, if you're, if you're putting the spotlight on yourself like that, while these two probably amazing players are playing, then you need to actually add to the experience of other people. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Don't be loud and annoying. Don't be. Don't make things personal. And uh, I, and, I, and I think that's a great question that say asks, Shay asks is you suck personal? Like is that too personal? Like I wouldn't say you suck necessarily. I would say you suck at this game. Or I would say like I mean, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd probably add the at this game. I feel like that should be interpreted as, like <laughs> if I'm yelling, "Yo, your ass!" Like I'm clearly not talking about you as a human being, right? Yeah, like, okay, fair, fair. Yeah. Let's see, that would be me. Man, you, true, ass. you ass! And of course, I just mean in the game. I don't actually mean in real life. Right? You're like, cool. come on, man. You're like, a cool, there, dude. You're there, a cool there dude. does come yeah. a certain point where it's like the players need to <laughs> be like, "Oh, they mean in the game. They're not insulting me as a human." Like, use common sense. Now, if somebody's like, yeah, you're a fat piece of shit, like, those are fighting words. Like, I understand you would get mad about that. That, Man, that makes you sense. You ass know? at this game. But please understand that I do not mean yeah. in, in a way that you are ass in real life. <laughs> what I do mean is it's just within the context of this game and you are a very fine human being otherwise. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, and, and kind of like what Dr. Cheesecake said, this generic use sucks. Like, it. Oh, yeah. Who cares? Like, if you're not adding something, then shut up. Basically, right. you know, like, if you're not adding the, the experience, and then shut up. If you're not cheering for your friend, then shut up. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't think that like shit talk is bad, and I don't uh, think that you have to be personal. Like, I think there's many right. ways to not be a jerk while while talking shit, and like that's. I don't it, like it's very it's like a, the the question asked you know without blurring into harassment. <laughs> I, I think there's a very clear line between harassment and, you know, just talking yes. shit. So. Didn't somebody say that somewhere? You only dropped common loot when I beat you. Because <laughs> that's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. But uh, yeah, again, just, you know, just don't get personal, I think is the big thing. And the other thing, too, that I want to make clear as well is I don't want to remove shit talking from the FGC at all. Like, I think that that's... Uh, part of our you know our our environment you know there is a lot of that but the thing about it is when you did talk shit when we were in an arcade environment if you talk shit you had to have been ready to back that up you know what i mean so <laughs> in a way like i don't want people to get to that point where you do have to back something up but again there's something about our environment where shit talking you know, is kind of a thing. And like I said, as long as you keep it not personal, as long as you keep it in the game, as long as you show the personality, like you said, you know, I think that, I think that way it works. So. Yep. Cool. Okay. On to the next one. All right. So the other one was number four, which was, I believe, uh, does the, uh, FGC need to pay more attention to beginner and immediate intermediate players' uh, thoughts, opinions, wants, and needs. So let's do this over here really quick. Uh, does the FGC need to pay more attention to beginner and intermediate players? I feel like we've answered something like this before in the past, but we can reiterate this. So uh, go ahead. And, uh, what do you feel about this? What do you feel about this? So if you had asked me this like two weeks ago, I would have said no, actually. <laughs> uh, Jay, what changed in two weeks? I, I had a Twitter interaction that made me realize uh, that my scope, like the, the view of my scope was too narrow. Interesting. Um, so to, to explain why I would have said no, uh, I still feel that A, fighting games are hard. They're always going to be hard. That's just kind of how they are. And B, uh, if you look at like Guilty Gear Strive or Grand Blue or 
pretty much any Arxis game that's come out recently, um, Mortal Kombat, etc., etc. There's a lot of really, really good tutorials built into games that explain situations and how to think and common situations that happen in real matches, etc., etc., etc. Like there are very good tutorials in game, as well as tons and tons and tons of um, content and material out there to to learn this stuff if you really want to. Um, and even outside of fighting games, a lot of people like casual gamers don't delve deep into any genre that they play because mm-hmm, they're casual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's not like what they're trying to do. So if they pick up a fighting game and they just kind of mash buttons and they have their fun with it and they're done, that's understandable. So I, I didn't think that we necessarily had to, to dig deeper. However, I tweeted uh, the last um, Guilty Gear uh survey that they put out for strive Mm -hmm. and i i i hate i still hate the floor system i think it's whack and that's a whole different discussion but i was like yeah let them know and i posted my screenshot of like heavily disliked or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh uh-huh and somebody tweeted me who uh had actually never like gotten higher than like the eighth floor or something like that Uh uh-huh and when i came into strive I immediately, like, I did my qualifying match against a computer or whatever, mm-hmm. and they were, like, floor seven or floor eight, something like that. So I started where this person has barely been able to even get to, right? <laughs> and I played, like, three matches, and I was in heaven fighting to get VIP, like, immediately, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. And in my, in my not even top player brain, like, my advanced level player brain, uh, I didn't even, like, think that anybody who would be trying to get better at Guilty Gear could be below level eight or level seven. I was like, man, there has to be like 10 players. Right. But I had someone tweet me. They're like, well, why do you hate it? And I explained like why I don't like the floor system. And they were like, well, for players like me and some of my friends who are learning, the floor system has been great because there's nothing but people down in floor five and six that are there are people that are just like us like players <laughs> like you that are more advanced and have played longer they'll never they're never going to be on that floor so when i'm playing these players i'm actually playing at my own level and i was like well yeah but with skill-based matchmaking you you can have the same effect and he was like yeah but being on floor six doesn't feel the same as being stuck in bronze it, it just <laughs> it's like it has a different feel right. to it yeah so so maybe I'm I was I'm just being a little I don't know I guess like facetious I, I don't know elitist, the right word when, when I when elitist. I don't yeah maybe a little elitist when I'm like man you don't need that like <laughs> the worst player the worst player possible is gonna be on level six you know like there's there's just no way anybody like I just and I was wrong and and I am wrong like there's obviously hmm. people playing down in those levels right I just. In my mind, I was like, it can't be possible. Like, I, I shot, I got three wins, and I was on floor 10. Like, that, <laughs> it can't be possible that it's that right. hard that you get stuck down there. But I, I was wrong, and there are players that use that type of stuff, and mm-hmm. it, it, it helps them. And I do think there's a better way to do that without the floor system that, again, is a whole different discussion. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure if we need to pay more attention to that stuff because that stuff is already there. But I just wanted to say that, I can change my mind, you know, like right. <laughs> people can give me a, 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 a brighter or a broader view of what's right. actually going on rather than just what yeah. I'm seeing with my own eyes. So possibly, yeah, maybe some of that stuff needs to be looked at more. 
Yeah. I mean, again, you know, I've always said that I know that there's a lot of flaws with the floor system in Guilty Gear, but I like the direction that they're trying to head and I like the idea of it. Maybe there's something they can implement better, but at least somebody's trying something. So that's kind of how I stand on that. But for the more general topic here, you know, does the FGC need to pay more attention to beginner and intermediate players? Uh, I mean, if we're talking about devs, uh, absolutely, 100%. The devs need to do that. If we're talking about the FGC themselves, like the content creators and all that stuff like that. I think that just depends on who you are, right? Like I focus right. on beginner players. I do that a lot. Now, I don't think everybody should do that, right? There's just going to be some people who are good at that. But I'm not going to be able to teach someone how to get into heaven in, in, in Guilty Gear, I could definitely teach someone how to get to maybe floor nine or 10. You know what I mean? Like I can help you in that kind of position. That's not my niche to get you into that position. But there are people out there who will be able to get you into heaven with their teaching and stuff like that. And, you know, that's something that they should focus on. Their content should definitely focus on the area that they feel like that they can have the strength. Because I also feel like some of the top players are going to be terrible at teaching beginners. You know, I, I was just teaching a beginner recently, actually, in Guilty Gear. I was trying to help him learn Guilty Gear. He had never really played a fighting game before. So I'm sitting James here tra- talking about me, guys. <laughs> just, just let it out of the bag, James. It's me. James has been training me. Exactly. I've never played a fighting game. Three matches into heaven. I'm the best, dude. I'm the best teacher. Dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. But, you know, one of the things I was doing was I was like, oh, yeah, so I was trying to teach him how to do cancels into he was using Ramlethal. And so I did slash heavy slash sword. And then uh, I was like, so you can cancel into this and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, okay, so what's canceling and what's the benefit of that? And I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, like, yeah, I, I just that I is for- ground floor. Yeah, I, I forgot. And so sometimes, you know, you need people to teach at different levels because they can understand how to approach the audiences and the targets a little bit different. Uh, The one thing that I will say, though, from the dev standpoint, and I want to make this very, very clear here. You know, uh, do, does the FGC, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift the question a little bit to, do the FGC devs need to pay more attention to beginners and intermediate players' thoughts, opinions, wants, and needs? I said 100% yes. But the thing I want to make clear is the thing that I have learned recently is that what devs have been thinking the answer to this question is make everything easier. And that is not the right answer. The right answer is to, Cater to beginners a lot more. It's just make the damn thing more fun. <laughs> and that's what Guilty Gear Strive has done. You know, I, I really changed, like, like you. I, I mean, I had an interaction on, on social media, on Twitter, that really kind of changed my viewpoint on how this. And someone said the best thing about Strive for me as a beginner so far has been good netcode. Because now it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... Huh. Interesting, you know, and then the wall break mechanic, the big, large counter hit letters, you know, making yeah, people I was gonna feel say so many people complain about big counter, but like when you hit it, it feels great. <laughs> I can only like if that was my first fighting game experience. I'm like, holy shit, this is so cool. You yep. know? And, and, uh, you know, uh, Rio asks in the chat, what is fun? And yeah, absolutely. Fun is a very subjective thing. However, 
the most objective answer you can give to fun is just let the player feel good about themselves. And, you know, that's what Smash Brothers excels in, right? Like, you could be the shittiest player in the world and be minus three in four free-for-all matches, but as soon as you land... Uh, you know, Jigglypuff sleep on one of your friends who's better than you the one time and you kill him. Like, you feel like a god, and that's it, right? You'll be talking about, I say this all the time, you'll be talking about that moment to your friend who beats you down constantly, but the fact that you slept him one time and killed him, you'll be talking about that moment forever. Like, that'll always be the thing that you'll bring up as the counterpoint. I got you with the sleep, you know? Or even- 100% true. So I, I've, I've talked about how I used to play Madden competitively when I was mm -hmm. like younger, right? Much younger. I got that way because when Madden 2001 came out on the PlayStation 2, like at launch, I played my friend Steve and we kept a tally of how many games we played and how many I won and lost. Oh, dang. He beat me 76 times, but the last time we played, I won. And I made him hold that L in that game <laughs> forever, forever. <laughs> And then other Maddens came out, and I got way better, and I started slapping them around. But right, right. regardless of that, like, Madden 2001 was my first, like, experience with sports video games. Right. And so, like, my friend who had been playing them for a while and, like, played football and stuff like that, like, I – he slapped me around 76 to 1. But, you know, to be fair – big like that wasn't that wasn't me i didn't keep the record my boy kept that record because once he had won like 10 in a row he's like i'm counting them from now on oh damn but i took that one w and i made him like think about that well into like madden 2008 i was still talking shit about <laughs> that one game so that's, that's, that's yeah awesome. that's, that's facts that's facts yeah, so that's just the thing, and I think that's the one thing that we have to, 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 to figure out as fighting game players. You know, that is always one of my biggest complaints about something like Street Fighter V. You know, like I said, if, let's say, you heavy punched or heavy kicked somebody out of their throw-whiff animation, and the big giant word shimmy came up on the screen, you know players are going to yeah, be... Please. Please don't officially call it a shimmy Capcom. Yeah. Call I, it a throw bait or something. Yeah. Lord, please don't call it a shimmy. But the thing is, if that happened, you know how many more people would be consciously trying to punish throw whiffs? Like, you just automatically taught one of the most fundamental elements of Street Fighter V and made people feel good about landing it a lot more by just doing something like that. So again, it's not about making the game easier it's about making the game more fun about making it clear when you do something right like i said the greatest mechanic in smash brothers ever my favorite mechanic in smash brothers since 64 was the audience right. gasping when you grab the ledge like i oh, know I thought it was home run derby yeah <laughs> i know i've talked about this before on the stream or i know i've talked about it on my stream i can't remember if i've talked about it here but the audience gasping when you grab the ledge is one of the best mechanics in fighting game history because getting back to the ledge is an art form in Smash Brothers. And just by having the audience go, oh, when you grab the ledge taught you that that's something you should try to do. And that constructs the entire existence of Smash Brothers is now everyone ledge guards because they don't want you to do that. And everyone's going to be like, well, my character probably has a thousand ways to help me get back. 
And so that they learn that kind of thing. That was to me one of the break best. Break the mechanics. targets. That'll teach you how to do that type oh, of stuff. Oh, break too. the targets is a matter is is amazing as well. So honestly, like that's the kind of thing that people need to do, and that's how you pay attention to beginner and intermediate players, in my opinion. So that that's just kind of what I said. Don't make the game easier. Give them more reward for doing things that you know are supposed to be the right things to do. And then make things fun, dude. Like, even if you give somebody a move that, like, will never hit, but it's there for, like, you know, super chunk of damage, you know, if someone ever lands it, they're just going to laugh about it, you know? <laughs> All right. Dude, Break the Targets is so great, dude. I think Break the Targets is still one of my favorite things. I'm sad it's never come back. Looks like my kitchen is on fire on the screen right now. So I had to turn around and make sure that my kitchen wasn't on fire. You're right. Okay, let me see if I can refresh this here. Let me see this. I was just like, oh, did I leave the oven on? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. You're I'm okay. Good. good Lord, what is happening in there? Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, I just said it right when Nuticon typed it. <laughs> Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Uh, do you see that little JoJo? Did you see that JoJo's video? Like someone drew that whole scene as JoJo characters and in oh, no, JoJo art it. style. Then someone actually took those pictures and made a video with the actual Simpsons dialogue, and it's amazing. It's actually brilliant. Anyways, let's move on here. Uh, Jacko making steamed hams tomorrow, King Wiley. <laughs> yeah, Jacko. Mmm, steamed hams. <laughs> Making them tomorrow. Jacko. Jacko was revealed right before top eight for at Evo, so it was like their the big reveal, I guess, uh, for Evo this yeah. year. I guess uh, so. What did you think, Jacko? I mean, that was not a character I was expecting to come back so soon. Unfortunately, I've seen the leaks, so uh, I was I was. Already sure that that's who was coming no, uh it kind of makes me sad we don't get another character for like what three months now yeah months? it said they said sometime in the winter basically right uh but she looks really cool she's well animated um i mean we already know what her model and everything looked like as she was in the story mode so that's mm -hmm. not anything new for us uh what i thought was interesting is that she doesn't have the houses anymore yeah. She can't plant minion houses, and it looks like she might be a little Venom-like with her <laughs> minions now. Yeah, that that at the that at one side was like ooh, and then on the second side I was like oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm a Potemkin player. I hope I can flick some minions. Let's just put it that way. Um, but honestly, like you knew if they brought Jacko into this game that they were going to change the way she played. Like there was just, yeah, yeah, there's sure. no way she was going to play the same way, which is why I honestly didn't think there was really any chance for her to come back. So uh, I think it's actually cool. And it was a surprise to me. Uh, I had heard about leaks, but I hadn't seen what the leaks were. So uh, uh, I managed to, I mean, I, I, I hope wasn't at least one of the, the leak characters comes. I'm really yeah. hoping at least one of them. Is yeah, comes. I, I haven't, I, I wasn't, say who. Oh, you're talking even about the early, early leaks, right? I'm talking about like the latest data mining stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to keep away from all that stuff, but you know, Dude, I, I, I am like the type of person that if I see spoilers, I'll read them. That's why I'm like, 
I'm very adamant about not feeding me spoilers like through social media and stuff because I can't help myself. God, who I have it? to know if it's there. There's a comic book character. There's a comic strip character. I can't remember who it was, but the, the one of the jokes, the running gags for that comic strip character was they can't help but read the last panel of the comic before they finish reading the whole entire thing. <laughs> it sounds like your situation here, but yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I kind of get I get anxious sometimes, like when I'm watching shows. Mm-hmm. I'll skip ahead sometimes. Like I, I'm like that. I, I need to know. Oh dang. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. That's why I get real mad when people like even like put spoiler tags and then talk about stuff. Because you read it all my willpower to scroll past it. <laughs> it's rough, man. It's real rough. Uh, it sucks. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, um, I think she looks cool. I, I mean, I'm I'm glad she's yeah, doing something different. I'm sure the mechanic is going to be a lot more involved. I mean, when we first saw the first, like I said, Gold Lewis has shown that they are not being bashful when it comes to wackiness and so right. gold lewis you watch his trailer and until we saw in this behemoth typhoon we had no right. idea sure. what we were heading into so the trailer that we saw for jacko i think only gives us a taste i'm sure there's going to be more i saw a couple of times where the minions did have like a bomb timer on them and they explode sometimes they weren't looks like she could kick them she does look very venom this is the only thing that i'm scared about is that I think her inclusion and her playing this way might mean Venom is a low chance of showing up in the game. And that's kind of sad because Venom is always going to be one of the most interesting characters. I mean, but like you said, though, everybody, not everybody, many characters have been kind of reinvented. So even if Venom, even if, Jacko plays like this, it doesn't mean Venom couldn't show up. Venom could just show up in a different capacity. I mean, I still want Johnny to show up and just not have the mist mechanic because that mist mechanic has just never worked properly. (laughs) It's always either been super broken or useless. And like, I originally thought it was going to be cool. Like you put the mist on them and now you're like Dalsum, but you can't block. So you're trying to navigate the mist finders. It never ended up that way. It was knock you down, throw out a mist, lock you down. You can't do anything. You die. Like, I think it would have been more interesting if like, if you caught them with the mist, they couldn't block it. And every time you hit them, it would automatically just like go bounce on the ground and then they can block or something like that. And so it would be more like, I don't know, get rid of it. It's never worked. Just like leave the coins and that's about it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jacko looks yeah. cool. Yeah, shows up. And uh, I forget, like in the original story, did she have that weird dual personality thing going on? Or is that kind of... Where she has the hidden soul of Frederick's wife inside yeah. of her. I mean, I'm I pretty knew she... sure that was always that was always a lore, yeah. is that she was like Soul's wife, kind of. Right. Like she did that. She had that in Exit. I don't remember her talking to herself like Smeagol or anything like that, but... Oh, I didn't pay attention to any of that. Yeah. So I'll take her <laughs> word for it that she's doing that now. <laughs> Yeah, I have not watched the the story either. So. Okay, okay, gotcha. Oh, they can combined at the end of Exert's story. There you go. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Cool. She had not fused with Arya until the end of Revelator. Got it. Okay. Because I don't think I saw the story when Revelator came out. They added more to the story, and I don't think I saw that. So I think I only I've watched seen none of it. 
<laughs> it's long, dude. I don't blame yeah, man. You. I'm not watching a four hour cartoon. I'm dude, just it's that. long. <laughs> well, uh, she wasn't the only one uh, revealed as a character. Biken has been shown as the Guilty Gear character in Samurai Showdown, which a lot of people predicted. I believe the leaks also, you know, said that as well. But even for people who haven't seen the leaks, it just made too much sense. She fits the most and she will probably sell the most season passes uh, because she's biking. (laughs) Yeah, it was a very, very obvious pick. If you're going to have a Guilty Gear character, it's going to be her and Sam show. I kept saying uh, that I still would have loved Cliff because I just think it would have been sick. Like you hit him with a weapon flipping technique and there's just this giant blade in the floor, you know, I think would be neat. Uh, but uh, Viking makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, did, did you watch the trailer at all? Yeah, I watched it a few times. She okay. looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, the the her model is like very true to the character Mm -hmm. i think her animations are good um she had like her floor traps and everything like she she seemed very true to the character but in a sam show way yeah Uh, so i i I thought it was really cool yeah i mean i like obviously everybody knows my beef with snk and sam show and i'm not giving them money till they fix the game but I really wish I could play it because I would definitely like to try her out. She looks really dope. <laughs> oh yeah, basically. Uh, and again, yeah. I mean, like I heard steam sales haven't been that good for the game. I mean, wonder why, you know, kind of situation. Uh, I mean, I'm curious cause I definitely saw some of her alpha counter moves, but they all look like they came after a deflect animation. So she might be more like exert biking than she is like the other Vikings where she just has alpha counters everywhere, which would be right because I think if she had alpha counters straight up like she did in XX, she would be super broken in Samurai Showdown. Uh, but uh, I'm really curious to see how she is. I'll probably mess with her when she comes out. And then that's about the end of that. So, cause you just can't play her online. I mean, maybe me and Olaf can play cause we haven't even messed with Hibiki or anybody else, you know, really. So maybe we'll try bike. I mean, he's you... been fiending for Ama- Amaxa and, uh, we've never played that character. <laughs> probably should. Yeah. Do you think this is the last DLC character for Sam show? I mean, yeah. I think the game came out two years ago. I don't feel like it's selling too well anymore. Yeah. Like, I think this, is I mean, done. maybe I'm wrong, but I get the impression that it's not selling off the shelves. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel that way too. I think that's, that's GG for Sam show DLC. Yeah. The only way they can fix here. it is with a net code patch. And that's just not happening. It's, I nope. just there's sure just isn't. no reason to get anybody thinking about it or hyped about that kind of thing. It's just not happening. We're I think so, at this point in time we're just waiting for a KOF fifteen to see how that continues to go. Unfortunately. I mean fortunate for KOF fans, but right. unfortunate for Sam Show fans. Yeah. But speaking of Freak Master, I would be I would be I would be less surprised of them putting an update to the netcode in Sam show than seeing a Sam show too. Yeah. I do not exactly. think that game is coming. That game is not coming. Oh, you think that there's no Sam show too or anything like that? There's no Did way. You? There is no way they're making another Sam show. Hmm. I, I, it, it didn't sell. I mean, maybe, you know, it, I, it I sold think it better back. than they expected when it first yeah, maybe, came out. Maybe they made a profit on it and I'm way off, but 
man, I, I just it, I, I don't feel like it's sold enough to justify a right. sequel. And it was, at least not for a few years. It was so fun too, man. And high I, level, dude, I, I love that game. And high level Sam show is nuts. Like when I was doing it's the streams first to it's some of those Rimururu players are just like like I do I hate fighting that character. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. Rimururu is a problem, dude. Holy right. crap. Dude, they've they did some messed up things with that character now, so but, uh, you know, speaking of KOF 15, because we mentioned a little bit there, but uh, latest KOF 15 release it is Antonov. Uh, so they're doing the thing, looks like, where they're doing silhouette and then release, silhouette and then release, now that they've scaled back because they delayed the game. But uh, Antonov, who was brand new to KOF 14, who was... The, not the actual boss, but he's the one running the tournament. And then later on, you find out someone else is the boss. He's just some billionaire dude who's just like, I we're now running the first official King of Fighters tournament. Rah! And then he came back and he has quite the glow up, actually. <laughs> one of the first characters that has, uh, I mean, it's not a huge physical change, but they, they, leaned heavily into the Ra Randy Macho Man Savage uh, yeah, yeah, thing yeah. for him. And uh, his story is now he's on the run because he owes everybody money. So he yeah. wants to enter the tournament. And so he teamed up with, uh, uh, oh yeah, and Hulk Hogan. He's like a cross between the two. But he's teamed up with Ramon and King of Dinosaurs to now form the Galaxy Anton Wrestling Team. So uh, a lot of people have been clamoring for a wrestling team. People have been saying like, oh, bring in Big Bear, a.k.a. Raiden, you know, as part of the wrestling team. Or bring in, uh, I think, oh, God, I always get them mixed up. Is it Momoko who's the... Who's the sumo wrestler chick? I can't remember, but people have been saying like, sure. create the wrestling team. And then they did it with Anton, which I think actually caught a lot of people off guard. So uh, people are pretty happy you know, about that. I mean, it's cool that he's back, but at this point, man, if you're in KOF 14, I'm just assuming you're in 15. They've, really? they've, they've shown one new character. One. Technically, There's been like, Technically four. Technically four. That so, were not in 14? Yes. Chizuru, I thought it was only one. Wait, wait, wait okay. Go, yeah, go. Chizuru, uh, yeah. who's just story-wise has been incapacitated for a while. and oh, then Yeah, that's the one that I thought was the only new one. And CYS. CYS. Chris, Yashiro, and Shermie were not oh, in 14. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. So yeah, there's a few more then. That's They're good. not new characters. Yes, for yeah, sure. But, but yeah, but I'm talking about from 14 to 15. Right. Okay, that that's cool. You know who I want to see back? I want to see the sand guy from 14. Kukri, I thought he was cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see him back in, in 15. I want Kukri back so all the female characters, all the girl characters can just beat the crap out of him and yell at him for KOF All-Stars. You know, the, not KOF All-Stars. Oh, that the, was the, 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 the uh, girl one. Yeah, the girl one. <laughs> the one where everybody was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have to win with a super in that game? Like... PlayStation All Stars. SNK Heroines, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember now. I could have swore that that was the deal. You had to, you had to finish the life bar of the super. Right. I, I don't. I never played it. I never played it. Okay. And Olaf has tried to get me to play it so many times because Neo G worked on the game. You know, the guy who did a lot of Marvel games and stuff. And so, right. you know, he's obviously it's made a lot of good fighting games. But I just I couldn't play it on principle. So. 
Yeah, see, like, Xanakin, I don't think is coming back from KOF 14, so I don't think that they're... I think they're saving all the new characters for later, to be honest, uh, but I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, maybe. CYS was heavily hinted at coming back in endings in KOF 14 and in SNK Heroines, and I think even the developers even kind of said so. Cheezer has really been the only surprise, and so at this point in time, we're still waiting for, like, the next, like, oh my gosh, and, like, it's just not happening. It's not happening right now, so. We need more mechanics and stuff, and and such. Show the UI, cowards. Yeah. All right, so uh, in tournament news, in other tournament news, uh, Celtic Throwdown was postponed. Uh, yep. They put out a tweet about this, and it's interesting. It is because of COVID, but not quite the reason that you'd probably have expected it to be because of COVID. But the hotel that the event was supposed to take place at uh, is being used as a COVID hotel right now. So uh, people who have COVID go and end up staying there. And because of the Delta variant, because of the, the new, new wave of uh, uh, COVID, that's being extended. And so it's extending into the time that Celtic Throwdown was supposed to take place. Yeah, and so the hotel, well beyond, apparently. Yeah, and so the hotel is not going to be available for them to be used as a venue they said they're looking into it and uh, trying to reschedule it, but obviously there's no word on it right now. Uh, uh, yep, oh, wait, there's new KOF 15 information at Gamescom next week? Interesting. Nope. Okay. You heard it here first on Ultrachen. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Thank you, uh, Phantom, for that information. But yeah, so if you've been planning to go to Celtic Throwdown and stuff like that, I'm sure you're well aware of it. But, you know, keep an eye out for that. They're trying to reschedule it to the best that they can. Hope they had a force majeure clause in their contract with the hotel. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would be very sad if they couldn't reescheduled or get their money back on that. That's clearly an act of, you know, whatever, an right. act of nature. So. But yeah, unfortunate. I really want to go to Celtic Throwdown one day. It wasn't going to be this one anyway, so. Regardless for me, my plans don't change, but one day I definitely do <laughs> want to make it out there for one. So hopefully, the, yeah, like you said, they had a force majeure clause and right. they get all their money back. All right. Well, other events that are coming up, CPT Central America East is coming up uh, pretty soon. So uh, that's going to be a CPT event this weekend. That's going to be a lot of fun. Still trying to decide if I'm going to do a beginner restream of that or not. Uh, I will not be doing direct commentary. But a beginner restream might be kind of fun, uh, as usual. Also, uh, this is a big deal. This weekend is also the KI United 2021. So this is a Killer Instinct event, a big Killer Instinct event being run by Rotendo. And uh, I know they're hyping it up. There's a lot of cool things happening there. It's starting with, I believe, a first to ten. It's, it's a first to something exhibition between Katana Prime and perfect legend. <laughs> so they're going to be starting right. the event with that and then uh, playing some Killer Instinct. I know uh, David and I were asked to do some work over there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I bowed out just because I just don't feel like I'm, I'm at that place where I feel like I could do a KI major, you know, accurately. And weird how... You and David get asked, but the guy who's commentated combo breaker top eight twice just <laughs> never gets they, thought about. I thought they said they talked to 
you about? Okay, oh, anyway, okay. Fuck no, they didn't talk to me. How about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, mm. I mean, nothing against you or David, very obviously. Let's it's move the, on then. Hey, here. Community that wants to leave me out. <laughs> Uh, but I know that there's a lot of cool things happening, and this uh, this tournament is going to be really cool. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's part of a KIWC uh, event. Uh, you know, the Brandon. Oh, maybe that's the Brandon they were talking about. Alexander. Brandon Alexander. Yeah. yeah it wasn't me. Okay, okay, okay. But Brandon Alexander is, uh, you know, running that, so... Um, so we'll be getting that going on in there. But again, uh, definitely check that out if you can. I don't remember. Let me check out Rotendo's uh, Twitter here so I can tell you what channel it's going to be on because I want to get you guys to there. It's, uh, uh, of course, USMC underscore Rotendo uh, is the one who's helping run this thing. And I'm just trying to see if I can see where the stream is at this point. Uh, but if I can't find it here in the next five seconds, definitely just go to uh, twitter.com slash USMC underscore Rotendo. Let me go ahead and put that in the chat for you guys over here. Uh, pew, there you go. And uh, uh, follow him. I'm sure he'll be tweeting about it and letting you guys know. Uh, yeah, there is this. And then he also has a link to the exhibition over there between uh, Katana Prime and Perfect Legend. Doesn't say wh what it's up until, like how many games it's going to be. Looks like uh, they have a team. It says team above them. Oh, you're right. There is a team. Oh, interesting. Probably a team thingy. Okay, okay. There you go. Well, so KI United. So definitely check that out uh, if you have the chance and support some uh, Killer Instinct. Uh, the Shuriken scrimmage will probably be back. Like I said, David is out of town for a while. So if it's going to happen, it'll probably happen next week and we'll get back to doing the Guilty Gear. We'll try to do the Guilty Gear Shuriken scrimmage and just figure <laughs> out. I mean, again, it's tough because as you were talking about the floor system, like people on level eight and level six, it's kind of hard to tell. Like we did level six last time. Nobody entered. We want to do level eight. I've heard some people say, oh, man, if it's level eight, I don't want to enter anymore because now I'm scared kind of thing. But maybe we yeah. just have to be, look, if you self <laughs> choose yourself as a beginner, we just have the ability to ban you <laughs> if we think you're yeah, overqualified. I mean, it's, it's super hard uh, to differentiate because there is no skill-based matchmaking. So it's right. really, really, really tough to, like put a level, a mark on who can enter our beginner tournament or not. Yeah, so I just don't know if we just have to take it on faith at this point in time. or, or, or Yeah, I mean, that, there's so. nothing on the line to win. Hopefully it won't get any jerks. It's probably the way <laughs> right, we have to do it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but hopefully we'll be getting that pretty soon. Uh, so uh, let me see if uh, he got back to me with any more information. Uh, let me see here. I don't think he did. But uh, this next one, uh, Deadeye Dave in the uh, Ultra Chen Discord uh, asked us if we could give a shout out here. Um, uh, in Ireland, uh, Mark O. I, I, I don't know how to pronounce this last name. Bern, Bern I guess it is, uh, a.k.a. Saber0001, uh, has yeah. passed away. And according to Deadeye Dave, um, 
He was only mid-30s, and he was a TO and player in the Limerick scene and did super cool promos for each seasons of their Glacial League, so-called because it was the only venue in the country that had air conditioning. And uh, <laughs> they were very impressed and jealous. But uh, apparently he's done a lot of work before with like Street Fighter 4 recaps and such, and uh, has has had some hands and involvement in the fighting game community. Uh, I wish I could say more about him, and I wish I could say a lot, uh, you know, talk a little bit more about what he's contributed to the world of esports and, and gaming and such. Uh, I did men- message Deadeye Dave to see if I could get some more information. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I, I he's in Ireland, so probably was asleep at the time, but definitely RIP to uh, Mark, a.k.a. Saber0001. Uh, who sounds like he did a lot of good stuff for the Ireland esports and you know yeah, competitive gaming scene. Rest in peace, homie. Yeah, and then we've got the mail bag here. Not too mail bag. Okay, let's do this. Let me get the mail bag questions here for you guys over here. Uh, like I said, not too many questions today. Uh, let's do the first question over here. Oh, Kitty's going to knock over my microphone again. All right, here we go. (laughs) First question comes via Fat Cat on Twitter. Uh, he asks, what's your favorite way to eat potatoes? Ooh. Ooh. So you people at home, you maybe you could even hear the meowing right there. You could definitely hear the meow. Dang. Okay. Hi, Nathan. Um, my favorite way to eat potatoes, probably twice baked, would be mm. like my favorite type of potato. It would be twice baked. It's not the easiest though. It takes a lot of time and effort to make that happen. So it's really hard to say it's my favorite. It's a, that's that's the one that tastes the best. My most like my most consumed form of potato is definitely French fry. Right, of course. I Absolutely, think that's the French answer fry. for everybody, right? Like, uh, I'm American. That's just real yeah. life. I mean, uh, if we're talking, yeah, like, I really, I really like twice baked potato. That's my, that's my favorite. Like, if we're talking fast food, I mean, like breakfast hash browns at a lot of these places are always super good. Uh, yep. I really like uh, what was the one I just thought? Oh, you know what? Taco Bell spicy potato stuff is really good as well. Uh, their spicy right. potato tacos are, are uh, talk, soft tacos are, are the bomb. Um, I'm not that much into fries these days anymore, to be honest with you. I've just, I've, I used to love fries and I've kind of fallen out of love with them. Even McDonald's fries, which have always been like the greatest, like I can't eat that many anymore. Uh, if I had to pick like favorite, favorite way, like I do like some mashed potatoes, especially when the gravy is like the best, uh, potatoes al gratin are super good because I just like cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cheese guy. Um, man, that's a good question. What else? Like I, like if I had to pick my favorite, favorite, there's probably like some ridiculous, like you know, thing that you don't eat that often, you don't get to eat that often or something Yeah, that's like what I was that. trying to think of something like weird, but right. I think a, a really good twice baked potato is... Dude, actually, uh, spinning bird kicks, uh, you can thanks 
Alex Valle, who is Peruvian, for introducing me to Lomo Saltado, which is actually amazing, which is just basically a rice dish with like beef and onions and French fries. Like it's it's so good. <laughs> uh, potatoes al gratin, scalloped fries are very good as well. Uh, yeah, Lomo Saltado is amazing, dude. Lomo Saltado is super good. Um, okay, uh, let's get to the next. Moving question on over here. Uh, investigation cone asks us, "What is your favorite type of cloud?" Um, cumulus. Cumulus. Cumulus cloud. Cumulus cloud. Okay. Uh, my answer to this is none of them because I spend all my time just yelling at them. That's my answer to that question. All right. Because <laughs> that's what old men do. <laughs> all right. Let me get to the uh, third question here. Like I said, this is the last one, actually. So like I said, we only have three uh, questions here. Uh, Out of weed smoke. You're not wrong. Can I change my answer? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Actually, yeah. My, my least my least favorite cloud is vape cloud. Yeah. I I dude I vape is like, since ah oh, vapors are the worst. Don't vape. Don't do it. Really? Like if if you do it, do it outside. Like my roommate vapes a lot, and I don't mind it at all. Actually, oh, I hate it, dude. I hate it so much. Interesting. I don't mind if it's outside. It's, it's like equivalent to smoking anything around somebody who doesn't smoke mm, that thing. Interesting. Okay. Like okay. I, I try, like if I am smoking marijuana, but I'm with people that don't smoke, I will always check with them first to make sure that they don't mind. Right. And if anyone objects, then I'll, I'll go do it somewhere else. You know, like okay. I, I feel like that's a mentality you should have with any inhalation. Right. But vapors, vapors whip that shit out their pocket and then we'd be blowing clouds without a question. <laughs> and it's like, this is fine. Nobody minds. Like, no, everyone minds. Dude, stop it. What's wrong with you? Oh, man. All right. All right. Uh, last question here is from Deli Man on Twitter. What life lessons have fighting games or just any video game taught you? Oh boy! I mean, that's any a, video game is a, is a hard one. Let's stick with yeah, fighting games hard. first here. I mean, even fighting games, man. Um, fighting games. I'm just trying to think of something like quick and easy, but they've taught me like huge life lessons that <laughs> go down these big rabbit hole stories that. Like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just keep it simple. Fighting games taught me perseverance mm. because I was not always a great player and I'm still trying to become a better player and I'm still fighting to like be known as a commentator and things like that. So fighting games have taught me esports in general have taught me perseverance. Okay. Okay. And yeah, I guess, sorry, 16 bit. I guess we missed your question on Twitter. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, we'll we'll grab it for next time. Then we'll make sure we check back the questions from this week. For sure. Uh, but for me, it's interesting. Like, I mean, people have seen me get salty on stream a lot, and you know, I get mad and slam my buttons and swear words and stuff like that. Like, that's like one 
tenth, one eighth of how mad I used to get uh, in competitive games. And that's because growing up, I just won everything. Like I'm, I'm like that's just I was that kid that if there was any like board game or video game, because I'm always trying to game the system. I've always had to. I've always was that guy who tried too hard at everything that everybody was. What Lord James Chen? Yeah, I basically sucked the fun out of everything, basically, and. uh you know, I used to win a lot of stuff. Like, you know, uh, in high school, you know, when we had a group of friends, one particular person was known as the guy who won all the games and he was the best. And I joined that group and I just beat him in everything. So, you know, like <laughs> it was always that way. And so when I lost, it was always that much more violent for me. Like I would just be like, absolutely like everybody needs to die uh fighting games actually taught me to have a better temper <laughs> and you know it sounds like maybe they humbled you a little bit too oh yeah no that's absolutely what it was because when you started playing fighting games and i just started learning that i was bad and i couldn't beat anybody and i would lose a lot like you it was just like a wake-up period that like you were just like I can't be the best at everything, you know? I mean, like, honestly, that's that's how I was. And so I used to be the guy that would probably break arcade sticks because I would punch the machine and stuff like that, you know? And I, I was always super mad and everything, but as time went on, I just, I got, I just got calmer with fighting games. And you can see I still get mad. That's, I can't ever shake that because, that's just a part of my genes, you know, that, that temperness in there. Uh, but again, I've learned how to process it better. Whenever I complain about video games and fighting games, I, I always phrase it in a viewpoint of I'm mad because I can't accomplish this or I can't get better at this. I don't blame other people or the games and stuff like that as much. I, the anger comes more from disappointment in myself than just being a, a sore sport now. So, sure. yeah. So, that, All right. yeah. And then video games in general, just keep your brain sharp, man. They just keep your brain sharp. I, like, I feel like our generation of gamers, we're going to be a lot more cognizant when we're older than a lot of uh, the previous generations because of video games. I really just feel that way, honestly. We'll see. Only time yeah. will tell. True, true. By well, i like to point out that we've finished an entire show without Ultra David once again. Who needs you, David? You're not Miz. I'm just kidding. Can't wait to have you back next week. Uh, by the way, guys. Before you go, we do have – this is an announcement of an announcement. We're going to announce something pretty dope next Tuesday. Oh, so okay. Gotcha. Be sure gotcha. to tune in. And uh, I was like, are we yeah, announcing I'm that really, already? I, oh, announcement. I'm really – yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, not right now. Not right now. Next week. This is announcement of the announcement. So okay, be sure okay, to tune in next okay. week. We're, yeah, we're arcsing it up. Yeah. So wait. Uh, so wait. So we're not going to tell people that we're engaged this week then. It's next week. We're No, next you. week. Next, next week. week. Yeah, Got exactly. it. Okay. Just making sure. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. But uh, outside of that, uh, I guess uh, the only uh, last thing to say is that Tubaware is the best. Like that's what it actually says in the show notes right there. So I'm going to uh, make it sure. It has to I be true, but say, I didn't write those. So <laughs> obviously it has to be real. <laughs> Thank you.